Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash 20SNL. With over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Now let's start the show. Hey guys. Hi guys. Y'all, Therese is so rude. <laughs> like, no, like she knows she's rude. <laughs> we know. were lit- literally earlier when we got on the phone, y'all, because we always have to get on the phone before we record. And Therese was like, you know, you really need to stop cutting me off. And I said, you right. I need to work on that. And then I'm like, go ahead and tell your story. Shoni, I don't want to tell you my story no more. And I was like, well, no, just go ahead and tell me. I'm sorry. I'll work on cutting you off. I don't want to hear it. Y'all, right before we started recording, like literally two minutes ago, Therese like cut me in the middle and said, "It's not. I was waiting for a break, but I didn't hear one coming. We need to record." And I was like, "Are you kidding?" (laughs) I I legitimately was waiting for Krista to end a sentence, but it was just like you sentence, then sentence, then sentence. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "She's not even taking a breath on here." And I was like, "We really need to record. We've been sitting on the phone for an hour and forty five minutes." You literally told me that that I don't need to start cutting you off. We were supposed to start at six. We were supposed to start a long time ago. But no, we had to wait for you to push the time back twice and then order some food. And then then there was conversation. No, like, so, I'm like extremely I need, We needed to start. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that you feel that way. No, I'm joking. No, I'm, I'm disrespectful. See, the difference is, I know I'm disrespectful with my time management. Because, you know, guys, well, before we get to that, we're going to introduce ourselves. If you are new to the podcast, you are listening to 20-something and living with Krista. And Therese. You know, before uh, Krista interjects... Therese is awesome. She should be really nice to me right now because, guys, my birthday was a couple days ago. It was. So I'm officially. Therese's, this um, Therese's last 29. year, y'all. We might, we might be having, I mean, you know, I don't, if the podcast's still up and rolling in a year, like, I might have to replace <laughs> Therese because I'm going to still be in my 20s, but Therese won't. So. Yeah. She'll need somebody to ride out that last year in a couple months. Um, Please. So. <laughs> what? Yeah. But, that's what it'll be. I mean, true, but no, what was I, oh, no, I, I said, because, yeah, I did get, I got on the phone, I said, I called her, like, 30 minutes late, I said, Therese, I ordered some Chipotle, because I want to be able to eat when we finish recording, and my Chipotle should be here soon, and then Therese is like, really, Krista? <laughs> like, and I'm like, and then you were like, it's really funny how you manage your time, and then I was like, you know what, like, this is low-key disrespectful, like, I feel like it's super rude, like, if someone was expecting my phone call, I'm already 30 minutes late, then I'm like, uh, hold on before we head on out. I gotta make sure that I get my Chipotle. That's rude. You know what I mean? But see, the difference is I know like, I'm being rude. But Therese, on the other hand, but you going but to- you see what the difference is. I feel like when you when you acknowledge that that behavior, right? It's mm-hmm. one thing to acknowledge it. That's awesome, fantastic, mm-hmm. good for you. But mm-hmm. if we're not gonna make active changes, it doesn't matter, <laughs> right? Because what are you Kristen, you say? have we listen, listen. We have actively planned times to do things. Call, you know, record the podcast most of the time. And you will get on the phone and be like, let me just make a quick smoothie. It's like, why couldn't you work all this out before we started recording? You've been working at home all day. We couldn't charge the phone. We couldn't order food. We couldn't do all of these other things earlier. But no, no but wait then, until exactly but the thing and, no, is, wait until when exactly say- when it's time to record to then say, let me do these things. Let me finish up this. And let me let me charge my phone. Let me get my food. Let, let's do everything. You want to put some laundry in while we're at it? You know, I think that the thing, Teresa, <laughs> the thing with Teresa was like, why couldn't you have like ordered your Chipotle halfway through the podcast? And I said, that's a really good idea. And that didn't even cross my mind because you have to do it real time. Like you can't, 
They don't let you. They didn't let me pick a time. I told her that. But no, I think that I do agree that you need to make active steps. And I make a whole. I make a maybe not with the podcast, but in most areas of my life, if I say if 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 I say sorry about something, I, I don't really do it again. But the podcast, eh, eh. I also don't think you mind that much, so maybe that's what it is. <laughs> like, uh, it's funny how you think that. You don't seem to have like a real issue with it, but I do be on the. I, do I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna like fight that, you over it, other than verbal. No, I mean, no. One time I had a line sister, and I will never forget her saying this to me. I mean, I tell my kids this, and she was like, "Krista, being late is like telling somebody you don't care about their time," and that shook me. I probably, I know, I told you that before. On that. And I was like. Oh my gosh, that's so real. And it's like so. So when I meet people, when I can tell that me being late truly offends them, I make an effort not to be late, like for real. Like I'm like, okay, I know that they like they really don't like that. Like they think it's super rude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if I meet somebody and they be like, girl, you know, tell Chris fifteen minutes earlier because she gonna be late. You know, that's that's funny. But <laughs> but yeah, some people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel like this really offends you. Like, yeah, if I had, if you were a person where it's like, this, it really makes me upset that you get on the phone and you're never ready, I would be like, ooh, I am so sorry. <laughs> Not true. Well, Therese don't be like that. But she legitimately cut oh, me off, y'all. Like, legit. I did, but that was the only way we were going to get started. Guys. Finished my if thought. you wanted this episode um, on the day it's supposed to be out, that was the only way it was gonna happen because she lived, but like in the middle of my sentence though. Yeah, like because because this is what happens when um I throw in oh Kristen we should start recording you go but Therese I was I was gonna say what I was gonna say was I know we went off on a tangent but I I got to go back to what I was gonna say which is fine <laughs> I feel like you should follow you know finish your statement that's cool but, but I was like, if you do that six sense. times eventually I'm going to cut in when I need to and we just gotta start. It's like I was in like legitimate mid sentence. I get, I, Krista. I get it. You could talk to me for hours. I am that. Teresa talked to everybody for hours. I ain't never been on don't the phone be call for less than an hour. <laughs> don't no, be like, you rude. Know, no, I mean I do talk on the phone. Like when you meet people and they be like, oh my gosh, we're but we're talking like about 30? me right now. I know, I know, but I had moved on. It's like when you meet someone and they're oh, like, we're on the phone for like this thirty minutes yesterday. I'd be like, is that a long? That's like we ain't friends for real. What are we talking about in 30 that minutes? That is funny. Because <laughs> it's like, why we, th- me on the phone for 30 minutes is like, we handle logistics. How you been? Oh, do you have, how's your man? Oh, how's the dog? Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's quick like stuff. That's, like, right. But if I'm having a good time on the phone, that's a, that's a longer conversation. Yeah. I mean, I'll be on the phone. I could be on the phone for like four hours, but I, I do, I did notice as I got older, I was like, I have to learn to cut that down and I need to learn to get off the phone. I've really had to learn that. Oh, yeah. Because when we were in college, gosh, be, we would be on the phone for a long time. I think you were in college. What I don't we? think I was. I was no, I feel like when I was in college, I wasn't, I wasn't on the phone as much. Maybe I'm thinking about, because I was like freshman year, we were, we were on the phone a lot. Were because we? I remember I'd be trying to go to sleep. My roommate wouldn't be there. Cause this is all, that's the only time I had huh. a roommate. Because huh. I know I wanted to go to school like roommate, 10. You had a roommate at UCM for like a minute. No, I didn't. Oh, in, in my apartment? Well, yeah, but I, I mean, I thought you had a roommate at UCM. Like for a minute. You no, not, started, not in the same room, no. 
Because when I lived on campus, I lived in a, in a one bed, you know, one person suite. And then I mm-hmm. lived off campus in these apartments. And I had a roommate there. I think we weren't on the phone that long when I was, like in college, I was more busy. Mm. I think it was when I graduated. Anyway, come on, Therese, we need to get started. Well, then why don't you do your job? <laughs> so, guys, welcome to 20-something Living. Um, if you are new, the lineup is always the same. It goes entertainment, hot topics, the article, and then lastly, Gaspiration. If you are new, you also know you also don't know that Gaspiration is my favorite segment, and it is. And this topic this week is... Discussing how God can be your therapist. Ooh, that might be taboo to you, but I'm a big advocate of therapy, by the way. Did you say taboo to me? Oh, no, I just miss people listening. They might be like, ooh, girl, you know, you shouldn't say that because, you know, God, you know, people need therapy, which I 100% agree with. But I think there are times when the only therapist is God, so we won't talk about that. Okay, this is a, a quick thing that I want Mm -hmm. to talk about before we really get into the Mm -hmm. whatever my section is called Um, entertainment so there's yes I always Mm -hmm. want to say hot topics because I think of Wendy Williams so I think a lot um, of places call our entertainment hot topics yeah maybe we need a new name maybe once a Reese I feel like we've already been doing this for a long time so (laughs) what did you say I said maybe once a Reese is replaced I'm just kidding you don't mind that Okay, so um, I saw this video um, of this little boy doing wall a wall sit. Okay, this has mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. not entertainment, but he was doing a wall sit, and you can hear his mom, and she's like, um, you know, no, don't, you know, you're not about to stop now or whatever. And he was like, I'll just, he's like, I'll just take the whooping, and she's like, no, no, Wait, no, no, you went no out whooping. for a hot little second there. What happened? I I, I lost you at the. They did a wall seat. So he's doing a wall sit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and his mom, apparently it's a punishment instead of Mm -hmm. the mom whooping him. Right. Black people used, yeah, black people used to do that or still do that. Okay. So I, I watched this and you know, people are, their opinions are very different. Right. Mm -hmm. Some people are like, (laughs) no, I mean, some people are like whooping debate. Right, but then mm-hmm. they're they're using this as being more torturous, mm-hmm. in the sense that you are you know you're pushing your kids to the you got people doing wall sits and and squats and or making kids dance like there's that one video of that boy who had to dance because he was mm-hmm. doing like the nae nae in class or whatever and the mom's like no 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 hey, you want to you want to hey. hit the nae nae in class keep doing it and he's crying <laughs> because he's been doing it for so long. No, or you know mm-hmm. he could have been doing it for 10 you know for 5 minutes and that's a long mm-hmm. time that's a long kid. I was about to say that's a long time doing a wall sit I mean not the wall sit I meant the the dance <laughs> but yeah oh. a wall sit for longer than uh, a minute that's kind of like bro a wall sit for longer than like, 30 seconds hurts my legs for real but it's like they're kids it's like they ain't got that much I feel like kids can do more stuff can they but do you Ooh, think that, like do you think no that physical punishments lean into an abusive lane obviously any you know if you take anything to the extreme it can be abusive but do you think that this is a just, good replacement for a whooping punishment and i don't even be a hot topic whooping, but um, I'm using it. do i, I know think i felt it like it was be... a hot topic but i wanted to know see i'm gonna say you could have sent it to me 
Um, do I think it could be a good replacement? Yeah. I see. I mean, this is my thing. We've discussed whoopings on here, though. I'm not opposed mm-hmm. to whoopings. Like, I'm not. But I don't right. think they work for every kid. So do I think that they should be, like, used in most in homes? No. Because I think if you use them in homes, you can't be hitting. You can't hit one kid and not hit the other. But I know for Crystalline right. Pulley, as I said, What's my middle name, I said, do you want the internet to right. know that? But it's fine. You said there's one me, name made your sound, your name sound like Crystalline. All right. For for me, for Crystalline Pulley, I was like, I know those whoopings helped me out. My mom needed to whoop me. <laughs> and it is what it is. However, I don't think... No, I think that's... And, people say that. No, I'm saying it is what it is, but I... And I don't think if my mom would have took away stuff, that would have been as effective as a kid. As an adult, or as a young... You know, because my mom... My mom, my mom. It's like a teenager. We stopped whooping you after 12. That's a whole lot. They were whooping me at a smooth 15, 16. But when I got whoopings at 15, that was ineffective. It's like, no, what are you doing? You whooping me. These ain't, you know, you losing a little bit of your strength. I'm getting stronger. These whoopings ain't hurting as bad. Like, you know, I'm going, I'm going to go bowling with my friends right after you whoop me. Like, yeah, that's super ineffective. But I feel like when we're younger. It's just like, I mean, if this is making you feel better, I guess. Go ahead. Right. It's like, but you know, my mom, my mom extra black. So she would be like that. Oh, you ain't going to cry. So, you know, I'd have to cry a little bit, a little bit, because I ain't want to give her too much. But um, oh, that's funny. It's like yeah, I'm oh, gonna no. give you a tear just so you can get off my back. And I ain't like to give you that tear because I'm like I don't want to give you that because you don't deserve it. You think you gonna whoop me mm. into, until oblivion? I ain't like that. But anyway, but um, but yeah, I feel like for me, I don't, I don't think, I think you could have done things. So I always thought the wall sit was a good alternative. I really did. But I, I, I see how someone could say it's torture. I think I'm, I'm weird because I feel like with the whoopings debate, like some people are like, I would never whip my kids. And I'm like, I, I hear you, girl. I'm not mad mm-hmm. at you. I don't, I don't disagree. Like if I married a man and he's like, we would never hit our kids. I'm, I'll be more likely to be cool with that than a man who's like, oh, our kids going to be whooped. Because I'll be like, I don't know about that. We can't say right. that. Because if I don't, I actually, actually that wouldn't work. Like, I, but I, but if a man was like, we doing wall sits, I'm fine with that. But I see the torture aspect. Like if someone really like discusses, it's like, okay, I, I can see why somebody would say it's torture. feels like a stretch, but mm. yeah. And that's like pretty you're, much what the you're comments were saying. You're putting physical pain. But right. some, but it's honestly, like, like kids It's like you're just kids. physical pain. But if you're kids, a person who believes in whoopings, but mm-hmm. doesn't believe in wall sits, I don't feel like that person, that person wasn't in the comments. The person in the comments was, you know, this is too extreme. It was mostly, I don't really believe in whoopings. Talk to me. Oh, they're not, they don't like either. Okay. Right. But to me, you know, I didn't grow up on whoopings like we've discussed. Mm -hmm. Which is crazy to me. My brothers occasionally got a little something. It's really shocking when I meet black people who didn't get whoopings. Like, I'd be like, really? And Chris, you like legitimately didn't even believe me. (laughs) It's like girl. I don't remember that, but I know you said I asked your mom, and I was like, "Yeah." I don't remember asking and her, but like, I, I I could see me doing it though, because it's like it's it's so weird yeah. to me to think that black people don't get whoopings. I don't know, but they were but so it's like me. if my mom made me do wall sits, which that didn't happen either, but it's just like I don't know. That sounds like a different type of pain, and it's you know. I could be raising an athlete. You know, that's what they were saying. People on soccer teams are running their kids like this, but now it's a problem for little Jimmy who was cutting up in class. He can't do a walk. I don't know. I know. Because I literally, me and my friend, 
were just me and a couple friends were having this debate and like I was like, well, they can do some waltzes. And then one of them was like, so you can train them up to beat, to beat your ass. And I was like, why? 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 I was like, why would? Why would that, Why is that training the kid up like that? They going to do them in, they going to do them in practice at football camp. Like, right. I don't know. I, I, just, I feel like, yeah. I, I thought at first I was like, oh, he right. And then I thought about it. I was like, no, that's not, that's not right. Like, no, because. I was like, but I don't know. I mean, like I don't think. Hands on me. I'm the mother. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Wallace is wrong. But I see the idea of like you shouldn't be putting physical pain on your kids. You need to talk to your kids. I get that. I mean, but that's right. the thing. My mom. See, but my mom. My I just I was so hard headed. My mom would whoop me, and then she want to talk. And I'd be like, hey, I don't want to hear nothing. You guys. Right. I'm mad now. And like, right. And then she would be like, and then an hour later, she'd be like, oh, you still mad, huh? I'd be like, yeah, I, I'm still mad. But my look, my sisters, mm-hmm. like, they would be open to a conversation, but I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. Ain't nothing you can say gonna make me, gonna, gonna make me want to talk to you or understand. But it's like, just, is a conversation first gonna be better? If she, if she talked to you and was nice and was like, but that I'm still have gonna shot. have to whoop you. Sometimes she would do that. <laughs> it's like, like, for real. Did you she would do that. She that? would come home, we'd be cool, and she'd be like, now go get the belt. You know you ain't gonna get out of this without a whooping, and it's, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> this is crazy. And see, Ugh. my mom used to definitely. She used to have a belt that she mm-hmm. would hang like in the room, and she would, you know, she might pop it. I thought that was more mm-hmm. funny than anything when I was a kid, but she would say, "Go get it," or "Don't oh, make my me use my like, belt." But it was like it was a very empty thread. She would get mad. She would be like, "Oh, you trying to be funny?" And she'd run upstairs and get the thickest belt. So I always had to get like one. But, it's like not too thin, but not too thick. So sound you know. like a kid picking out a switch. But I it's did, like taking my stuff really like, worked. It made me upset when I was a kid. I needed my TV Whoopers? for my shows. You said it's having stuff taken away. So, yeah, I mean, them TVs being gone used to upset me. I mean, yeah, like if my mom had me like in my room and it's like I'm basically looking at four walls. I do think that would have had me pretty miserable too. But I, I don't I literally don't know that experience. So I, I, I can't mm-hmm. I really can't speak to it. But like I mean, cause when my mom would quote unquote ground me, it would be like the TV, and it's like, well, I still have a Game Boy. Got, I got Did your parents say you were grounded? Like I mean, huh? Did they ever say that the way they like you're grounded? They might. My parents were. I feel like and they. See, I they thought that was t- on TV. They, I, I was about to say grounded. Oh, you say punishment? Black people say punishment. Yeah, they right? like. Yeah, you're going to be on punishment. Okay. I, you know what? I have met black people where they like, we don't believe in what we believe in punishment. I have met that. But, um, mm-hmm. no, I think my mom would say grounded. Just like she would. My parents, I just, when I think of allowance and groundings, I think, like, I think of like white people on like a sitcom. Yeah, and I just too. remember my mom, she would, I was like, can we get allowance? And she'd be like, you know what? Yeah, we can start doing that. And then for like three weeks, we would get allowance and then she'd forget. And then, then we go back to just where it's like, can I have some money when I need some money? And, and she would she would do the ground and stuff sometimes or it was because my my dad didn't my dad never hit us he said many times like I'm not about to be a man putting my hands on my kids you know but my mom would um I don't know I don't I don't have an issue with it I don't but I, I see I see I see the the people saying you shouldn't be putting your kids in physical pain but it's like mm-hmm. I'm not hitting them I feel like that takes a big deal of weight off of the wall seat. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the pain is being caused... Like, I, I think I think it's similar. I don't know if I think... 
I mean, I feel like I would have you do some wall sits and take your stuff. But, like... <laughs> so, he doubling up on the punishment. But I feel like, I obviously, would. it's different. A wall sit to me is different from, like, they used to say that parents might have their kids kneel on rice because that's... Yeah. I, you know, that's wasn't that like torture technique. That sounds painful. That seems It is. And it's, you know, it's it's low-key torturous. It's like, yeah, you know, that's not something you do. kind of bloody and stuff? Nah, that's next level. Right, it's like, that's that's where there's a disconnect. I feel like a wall mm-hmm. stick, at least you're gaining something from this. This will really strengthen your core. But having you um, kneel on rice is like, bro, I'm just trying to hurt you. Yeah. And a whooping is kind of like that, too. I don't know. We'll, we're, we'll move on. Because we can move I on. just I, want, I was so. interested. I, that's so interesting that you said that because I remember like when I had posted because I, I I do wall sits like for working out and I think I had posted it like a while ago somebody's like who that take me back to childhood and I was like <laughs> I had never really met I anybody but like why were you on the basketball team I've heard of people doing the wall sits before I've heard of that too but I've seen like, like we're um, on the basketball team I've seen like uh, African people you know I used to watch all those videos that be like black moms be like or. Nigerian people be like or whatever and so I would see videos and they said that that's how their parents would um, do punishments like make them squat and hold their hands up and stuff I was like really I have never heard of this I was very surprised I feel like in today's day and age punishment hits a lot harder because mm -hmm. and maybe it doesn't I do remember watching a lot of TV but and then we can move on but like when I was little I feel like I like, taking, let's say my mom took my Game Boy. I guess if you took everything. Like, you took my magazine, you took my TV, you took the Game Boy, took my little flip phone. It's like you took everything. Yeah, that does sound horrible. So, but I guess I, that that, was, that's, that's hard to do. That is hard to do. And it's, I don't know. it's a lot easier to just be like, give me your laptop, give me your phone. And I would assume, you know, if you had an iPad or something. I want yeah, those things. But I feel like kids be on, I just feel like they're on devices more. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like right. it's it seems like it would hit a little harder nowadays because these kids. Yeah, you know, I, I said to take really... my phone. That's just yeah. Like hard. the phone it's... couldn't do that. Game Boy could not. That Game Boy wasn't as much fun as what they do nowadays. And like, right, phones my phone would do seventy know. different things. Right, it's just like like the stuff that you can. That do Game Boy like... will play one game at a time. And... And then the batteries yeah, and the might TV, die. It's like I'm missing. You could be reco- like you miss out on your recorded shows, <laughs> your stuff that be po- like, and your regular mm-hmm. stuff. It's like you miss out. I don't know. It, it seems like punishment would be harder nowadays. Um, but yeah, we can move on. Yeah. Um. So as we're creeping into the winter months, Krista, because mm-hmm. it's October, mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. November. Mm-hmm. Election is coming up. Mm-hmm. You know. Did you vote? Vote, guys. No, I haven't yes, voted. Vote. Yet. I think um, I'm gonna vote on election day because I've never, yes, I've never been to a poll and it was busy, like never. You said where? I've never been to like a poll, like when it was the day that I vote and it was busy, like ever. Like we'd be like, "Oh, these lines be so long." I'm like, "I ain't never." That's I ain't never I was, that's what that. I was thinking about because I'm assuming I'll go before work mm-hmm. on that Tuesday or whatever. But it's like I hope it's not busy because if it is, I'm gonna be late. They open at the like six thirty or something. I've never. And I'm really not trying to stand in no line for longer than thirty minutes. I've never seen. I mean, remember when we like? Because one one time Teresa, uh, Teresa knew somebody that gave us a job, My and like grandma. we were like, oh, your ground, yeah, we were like outside of the polling office. This was like 
like 10 years ago. Man, what's And so I remember weird. I had I had made this extra cool old old friend. I wonder how you doing. Like, we was kidding. I, I remember that. We were on and, the phone, and you are just like, yeah, I, I'm talking to Chuck over here or whatever. And there was some guy trying was to invite so me to play Dungeons & Dragons. And I was like, please, stop talking to me. Oh, uh, the brother I was with, he was this cool old black man. I was like, he's funny. We was kicking it the whole time. He would be like, here, I'll take yours. And I'd be like, cool. Because we was out there, like, supporting different candidates. And I was, like, mm-hmm. passing it out. And he was like, I'll do yours. I, you got me next time. I'd be like, sure, sure, Chuck. It was fun. But <laughs> them lines were never long, like, at all. And whenever I go, right. they weren't long. Like, I've ne- I, I, I mean, on TV, they say that the lines be long. And, like, you got to prepare for that. But I, I don't know. I know one time I asked my dad, like, because I think I was, like, six. I think the first, yeah, the first time Obama won, I couldn't vote. We couldn't vote. Maybe you voted. No, right. you couldn't vote either. No, I you couldn't You were 17. Vote. Yeah, and I was 16. And I remember, um, my, I asked my dad, like, Dad, how was it? Was it bad? You know, because I'm excited because, you know, he's a black man. My dad was like. Right. And you know what? Biden's going to take this because I sure, as a 16-year-old, I remember being like, Obama ain't about to win. I, I, the whole time I knew he wasn't going to win that. And when I, I don't know if get on CNN when his little face popped up and they were like, and we have a winner. I was like, this black man really won? I was shocked. I was That's at work. Again. That's going to happen again. That's going to happen again. I was really at work is. when Obama won, and mm-hmm. I didn't realize how racist the people I worked with were. And, you know, I was mm-hmm. young, too, so I wasn't really listening to them. But this lady, she was mm-hmm. telling me the day of the election, she was like, if Obama wins, then the Middle East is going to invade. Oh, and my she was pretty, she, she said something about him being, like, the Antichrist. It was, like, legitimately... She was, I don't know what she was talking about. You do be and then people's colors around election time. Yeah. And then she came, I remember the election day, we're playing it in the break room or whatever. And then mm-hmm. cause I got up at like 1030 and he had just Aww. won. And she came out and she was so <laughs> mad. And she told me, and I was, I mean, I wasn't cheesing in her face, but I surely turned around and I was excited. I woke, I walked out of there with a pep in my step. I was like, well, won't he do it? I was shocked. I think Go I ahead, was Obama. dreaming. I, like, I remember when, when like, I my parents Trump had it on the whole night. Straight night. I think my, my, I think I thought it, what'd you say? I said, that's how I felt about the Trump thing. I woke up and thought it was a straight nightmare. Like this I thought it was a real. dream. I was like, this, this can't be real. I know this man ain't really president. But, like, with Obama, I thought it was, like, I was, like, oh, my gosh, there's a black man. Like, I don't think I really hit me. And, like, but I remember, mm-hmm. like, when I, my, I think my uncles were over and, like, they had CNN on. And I'm just, you know, I'm 16. So I don't, I don't, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm listening. That, that was the first election I really, like, paid attention to. Like, I remember the one mm-hmm. when we were 12, when I, when I was 12. Because that was Bush and. I remember talking about it Romney, at school. maybe? Don't, yeah, I mean, no. Was it, was Romney? it, was it? Not Rahm. It was Bush and somebody. Um, I remember that Gore. election. Al Gore, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that election. And I remember I going knew. to school and people being like, so who who, who are your parents voting for? And a lot of, the, you know, I went to school with a lot of white kids. They're like, my mom's mm-hmm. going to vote for Bush. And like, my mom already voted. And she voted for Al Gore or whoever. That's what I said. Was that 2000? Like, yeah, my mom voted. Bush versus Gore was 2000. No, the one I'm thinking about was when we were 12. Which, who was that one? Um, Bush versus. I'm gonna look it up. Bush versus yeah, Carrie. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. It was John Kerry. I, I, I remember that one, but I didn't remember it as well. But I, but Obama, mm-hmm. I was like really excited about. But I, but I didn't, I didn't really think he was gonna win. I just, I thought it, it kind of felt like a dream almost. Like I, to me, 
Obama being in a presidential elect and how I felt about Trump being a presidential elect was kind of similar because I felt like, let me explain. Because I was like, people going to be like, what? But I felt like when Obama, I was like, this man ain't about to win. Y'all know ain't no, ain't no, this man is black. Like, he got a whole, like, he look, he looks black and his wife is extra black. And then kids look black. I was like, this ain't, this ain't even going to happen. And I remember thinking that. And then just like when I saw Trump, I was like, this man is a whole reality star. He ain't y'all know this man ain't going to win. We, let's stop. This is crazy. Why are they even entertaining this? Like, that's literally how I was. And then, like, they both won. So, I don't know. I feel, I, I mean, I'm really hopeful that Biden will win. I think Hillary, because you hated Hillary, right? Do you, do you like Biden more? Like, as somebody who really couldn't stand her, because you couldn't stand her. She, and she increasingly got annoying to me. Oh, yeah. Um, do you like, do you like him, him more? Yeah. I feel like people do. I like Biden I really more. do. I do. That's why I was like, and if Biden, Biden just, and the fact that Obama likes him makes bit. me like him even more, you know? Since I know that he was on Obama's thing, it gives me a little bit of Obama vibes. And then he got mm-hmm. uh, Kamala, and ooh, Kamala, you know she's black. So when I'm I, here. For- I forget about Kamala sometimes. It's like, man, that's great. Like I just feel like it's gonna be so. It's like I'm over here smiling because, like, the, think about it. Like when we have kids, right? By the time our kids are able to know about an election, let's say we're like in our forties, so. Mm-hmm. That's like almost 20 years now. No? What are you about to say? I feel like when I'm not, let me talk number one. I don't see a I black. I just said I what you about say, to say. I wasn't going to say no black lady was going to be president. I don't know about that. I didn't know. I, I didn't think you were going to say that. I was going to say that by the time our kids are 10, I don't think it'll be crazy to see people who aren't white at least running. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. we grew up where it was like, Everybody running for president was white. Like, you know what I'm like right. everybody running I know that I think in the eighties or the nineties there was someone and I am so ignorant. But other than that, like it was there was no that was not a thing. Like a black woman running for vice president has like a legitimate shot. Like as a twenty eight year old, growing up that was not normal. Like so I feel like my kids that will at least they might not win as often. But my kids will, it won't be foreign to the idea that, like, you know, you can legitimately grow up and, like, potentially run for president. You know, and it's and it's not mm-hmm. as far-fetched. You know what I mean? Like, as to us, it really yeah. was like, that's just not going to happen. That's impossible. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you think I was going to say? All I, I don't I, I thought you were going to say something about Kamala. And I feel like what I've oh, decided about Kamala being is, president? You know, I, I mean, she's really, young enough for it. No, I, that's not Oh, I mean, she's like in her fifties. Here, can I can I say what I was gonna say? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. What I was gonna say is, I want Biden to win. Obviously, mm-hmm. anybody but Trump. I, you know, mm-hmm. that's pretty much where I'm at. But I mm-hmm. am not going to reside myself to the fact that that's what's going to happen. Right. Because I, think, last I mean, time, I think that's healthy. Last time, I don't think I thought Hillary. I, was, I don't know what I thought. I thought Hillary I thought was going to win. Like low key, like this was like a <laughs> like a little joke election. Like I people she was went in there win. and were like, oh. everybody was like, she's ahead in all the polls. She's doing all of this. That's what it was. And then I got there and got smacked in the face with, no, how about we have this reality when, star be your president? Let's do that. That's what was so crazy. 
It's like if she would have ran against any other white man, I would have never in a million years thought that that lady would have won. And it's not and even she that she would have ran against man. Biden, right? It, no, Obviously, if she would have ran against Bush, I would have thought Bush would win. Bush is so dumb. I thought Bush would. I would. I would have thought Bush was going to win easily. Oh yeah, easily. People don't like, like her. She's not likable. She. That's what it is. It's like she's really not likable, and mm-hmm. and you're a woman. And right. you kind of got you can't be the first woman in Clinton. That's like Obama. It's like he couldn't be the first black man and be unlikable. It's just like that. That wasn't right. gonna happen. It's like nobody's right. gonna vote for that. And everybody and she says can't that they're be like the first he's a woman and be that man. unlikable. Right, and that's why it's like I think I thought she was gonna win solely because Trump winning was crazy, and it was just yes. like this is this man has no political background, and I just thought in my head like this don't this is insane, but at the same time I didn't really think that she was good enough to win, if that makes, you know what I mean? Like, or mm-hmm. likable. I didn't, I just, I, I didn't think she was likable enough to win at all. I thought, I think it was like a, I think I thought it was going to be a forfeit. There we go. That's exactly, it's like, I don't think you're good at all, but are mm-hmm. you going to win? Yeah. Just because, just only because, <laughs> only because, because yes. I would think people would be so shocked at this man running. I didn't think that, I thought like right. polls were going to be, I thought people weren't going to come out nearly as much, like people weren't going to vote, which I don't, I think it's true. But I thought like it was going to just be like, she won by default. Like I didn't, I didn't really think that she was going to win just mm-hmm. because she's like, but I, I think if Biden wins, he's going to win. I don't think, I don't think it'll be like a, people weren't yeah. out this year. I don't know. Though. But about the debate real quick. I even though this is this. not even where I was going with saying okay, that but just real quick, because like y'all, for me, Trump said two things where I'm like, he has to mm-hmm. go. Because <laughs> I'm I'm like the most ra- ra- I'm just the least racist person in this room right now. He said, it's fine. and it was a you know the moderator was black. She was a black lady, right? Yeah, and it's like, now how dare you say that and look at her. But like, anyway, first of all, and then sir, also at you're the not end, the least Therese, at the racist end, person behind your stadium. I mean, podium. Lit, Go ahead. At behind, you know, at the end, like uh, Biden's wife came out. She looked like such a grandma because her mask like matched her dress, and I was like, "Girl, oh, really? really matchy matchy here." Yes, but then um, <laughs> um, Trump's what's her name? Melania. That's not her name. Yes, it is. I get her in the dark and mixed yeah. up. Melania comes out. And um, you know. she got a mask on. Now, why Trump don't put a mask on? Joe puts his mask on. His wife has this extra, like, matching one. Looks like she got it custom made. Melania got one well, he's on. Already, and then he's already had it, and he's he said he's immune. But, like, the, the okay, the debate on? before this one, Biden put his mask on. His wife had his mask on. But Melania didn't have one on. But, so, the next debate, I thought that, I was like, Y'all should have coordinated on that a little better, cause like Melania should have came out without a mask on in, cause it made y'all, it made it look like she cares about her safety and you still don't. Like that was just reckless. Because but Melania is like, you know what? I'm not about to keep putting up with your foolishness. You didn't <laughs> got me sick playing with you. Ooh, so I'm that's, my I mask. forgot she had it too. Yeah, cause it's like, you know, I, I'm done. But no, to me the work, the two things he said the. The um the Abraham Lincoln thing was like I'm I'm the only president who might have done more for black people was Abe Lincoln and I and then he kind of backtracked and was like but I've done more and it's like Abe Lincoln owned slaves don't act like that man was just the best black I mean you know black supporter like don't do you don't know your history when you're talking like that and and like 
history books will say that he owned slaves, like legit, like, and you know. So I was shocked by that. And then when he talked about the kids that the, were they refugees that came over, and you know um, they Living separated from their, or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's he, they separated mm-hmm. from their, they separated them from their parents and like now they don't know where their parents are because they're not documented, which is so sad. That's devastating. It's like how are you going to find them? Like literally, like what? Like mm-hmm. and like Biden was like, this is not okay, and. Trump was like, those kids are so well taken care of, like verbatim. I don't know why. That was a level of disgusting from Trump that I just could not, like, handle. I was just Mm -hmm. like, how is that a comment that would come out of your mouth? Like, I don't, that's crazy. Like, that's like being like, you know... This lady up here, she's she's twenty five and she's dying of cancer, and she, and her and her parents can't find her, but those hospitals are sure are nice though. What does that matter? Like, I I don't know why that sh- that shocked me. Like, I was shocked by that. I, I really need to stop mm-hmm. being shocked by that man. But that had me really shook. I don't know. That was too much. I was like, I mean, he was talking about all the stuff he did for black people, but like. That the 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 kids, I was like, but you know, one thing that Biden said that I really like that was really sharp. He was like, um, Trump was like, we're learning to live with COVID, and we're going to continue to do that. And Biden's like, no, people are learning to die with COVID. I said, ooh, Biden. Yeah, I heard that. And so that that was the main. That was the uh, the topic I was going to go to is that since it's getting close to winter, COVID. Mm -hmm. I'm not Mm going to say it's having a resurgence because obviously it never went away because nobody here in the United States can Mm -hmm. can't get a hold of anything and then they said that we we can't fight it they're just like we're now we're just looking for a a cure or a vaccine so it's like they're not planning on shutting down anything ever again but right now the US has more daily COVID-19 cases in the past week than ever before so we are hitting all time highs on our weekly Mm -hmm. COVID cases Numbers mm-hmm. are continuing to rise, and then it's getting mm-hmm. colder, which means people are going to be inside on top of other people, spreading this around. And we still, we are in the same place. I don't want to say we're in the same place as we I were in worse. March, but it's like I essentially it's we are. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, in terms of what people can do about the COVID, it's like it would be different if you know it's been these, it's been however many months, and now. There might not be something that can save you, but here's mm-hmm. something that can, um, you know, can knock that cough out a little bit quicker. Oh, I or see you know, for people, you like, know, there's, you get, there's been you get a no hold of this juice. Everybody who has has been okay. Something. There's been no no stri- no no medical strides to do with COVID at all, other than making sure we have more beds, more ventilators, and more mm-hmm. uh, more masks. So it's pretty much we're just making now space. the mask. The mask is valid. More masks makes sense. And by masks, I meant like PPE for uh, medical workers. I mean, yes, we need masks. There's oh, there's a lot more masks, okay. but if people are not wearing them correctly, like having their big noses out of them, <laughs> it's like I didn't think I would have a mask. Pet peeve. Well, well, everybody's big. nose looks huge when they don't have it in their mask. <laughs> I went to Lush, and the guy was like. I didn't even... um, I never heard nobody say that. This is not the story I was going to tell you (laughs) earlier. But um, I went to Uh Lush, and the guy was like, before... This is not the story. You heard me say that, right? 
Yes, I heard you. Okay. The guy was like, we um, we need all of your noses to stay inside of your mask while inside the store. Yes. I was like, great. And he's like, he made you wash it. You had to wash your hands before you um, came in. And then they still were like, we're not, you know, there's some stuff you can touch, but don't touch stuff for real. <laughs> and I was like, you know, that's good because it is good. And he let me take a like soap that. sample. I guess that's in my purse. But it's like, I put your nose in your mask. You are still mm-hmm. breathing in particles. It's like you're defeating the real. purpose. Mm-hmm. Put no, your nose. I mean, obviously you're helping other people not to catch it because you can't like breathe particles out. Maybe you can breathe out of your nose. You could like blow some particles. You can. A little bit. Yeah. Your Just nose cover your covered. nose up. Mm-hmm. And it's like people like like Trump said he wants to think that people are learning to live with COVID. I feel like we are all obviously learning to live within the changes that COVID has made, like mm-hmm. needing to wear a yeah. mask or not being super close to people or stores only allowing certain amounts of people in, in there at a time. Yeah, we're learning to live with mm-hmm. that. Obviously, we have no choice. But mm-hmm. people are still dying every single day. And just because you as the president had access to the best healthcare in, you know, in the world, low-key... And we're able to make it through whether this COVID that you had was real or not. We're able to make it through. Does not mean that everybody else can or will. People, you got 19-year-olds as well as 90-year-olds dying from this. And you talk about some, we just, oh, we're just going to make it through. It's like, bro, <laughs> you need to do something. No. I don't know what you need and to do. And he kept saying but young something people. He's like, young people are living. And it's like, first off, what is a young person? Like, to you, I don't know if that's under 40. Right, or I don't know if that's under twenty. Like that is so. I feel like broad. under. I haven't seen that many. You have no under the age was... of twenty five. I have seen have... like I'll be on the internet and I have seen people our age, or my age and your age, <laughs> dying. Like I was, yeah. you know, I would be you looking. This is twenty eight, and you know my eyes perk up because twenty eight was us, and I was like, right. bro, I don't want to get sick and die from COVID. So it's like, mm. I'm paying attention to these. So I know that I am seeing these, right? But I didn't see any young ones because that sounds super sad. I would have paid attention. You know, you see a couple like when they're sick already or something. Like they have yeah. really serious um, uh, like other conditions. Little, yeah. But like, you know, you see 28 year olds who are out here running marathons and they are sick mm-hmm. for weeks and then they die. It's like, come on, bro. I'm just hoping. No, you're but right. China okay, is didn't... not seeing a resurgence where where it all mm. started because you know what they did? They followed the rules and they didn't think that catching coronavirus well, no, they, had to be it, a political no, issue. No, they set rules. Trump didn't set rules. Uh, obviously, we got to start there. You set the rules and you know, there are people where you had to wear a mask and you right. had to stay in your house for like a month. And it's like, it wasn't... It's know. really crazy it's that... irritating me. That we that we even opened back up. Like I feel like most states opened back up and it was like back to normal. I've said that so many times though. Like I don't understand why governors thought that was a good idea. We should have never opened up back because up like that. We need to remember that the governors and the other people they do not care about. I don't. I mean, I think the Ohio governor and he's a Republican too. But I actually think the Ohio governor is decent. Like he he's he was pretty proactive. I think it was really just like he just didn't he didn't think about it. I don't 
don't know, cause it, it's like you can have a business open and require a mask, but cause he he's been saying stuff like, you know, they obviously they started cutting some stuff back again. They're like, yeah, can't have it open, but he's been saying like, you know, if conti- things continue, like we're gonna have to shift again. Like y'all not listening. Like he's basically been saying that. Mm-hmm. But it's just cr- I don't know. Uh, I know the the Missouri governor is different because they like shut down. The didn't the mayor have to shut down the city or something? Like the governor didn't shut like you can in certain parts of missouri you don't have to have a mask on which is so crazy there's and then it's like places in like uh chesterfield and farther out i'll go into i went into a yeah they don't have to and nobody had masks like yeah that's crazy that's kind of scary and it's like i walked in and was kind of like what's happening (laughs) i walked in and i was shocked i was just like uh, so we're just gonna act like it's not I'll be like, oh my gosh, this is odd. I saw a lady right. in a restaurant though. She had a, she was a waiter. She had like a shield. She was like, was like okay, y'all not about to catch do. me, right? She's right. like, I, I still got to make my check, but she literally she had a little. She was a really nice lady. I was like, you know what? I ain't even mad at you, girl. You bet. But I was also wondering, like, does that shield? Is that better? Because it, it had a lot of space at the bottom, and I was like, the shield. Like, I feel like the. I think people wear the shield and the mask together because the shield, I think, is helpful on. for your eyes, but it also it can protect front facing. But yeah, you can still get stuff underneath and on the sides. But well, let's let's move past this coronavirus. Okay, it worked me into we, a tizzy, made me mad. What we also okay, so we have to talk about Cardi and Offset real quick, real quick. We'll talk about them after. Um, Oh, did I have something? Yeah, we'll, we can talk about them now. Because I had something else I wanted okay. to talk about other than what I was going to say. So This can be quick. Okay. I was just... Did, I read online that Cardi said that she filed divorce as a way to, like, get him to, like... As, a, like, revenge. And I was like, that's extreme. Like, yeah. you filing divorce? you're going to take him back. Like, what's the... For what? I don't know why she took it... Ugh. I really like Cardi and Offset. I think they're really like the cutest little. Wait, little, were you about to say little. I don't know why she took him back because you? I don't know why she took him back so were... fast. Oh, okay. Because so you surely were like, I hope that she takes him back, but you did want some time. I do remember that. They, they needed some time, like Cardi. Like I don't know. She it was made me like mad. Key, right weird, after we though. recorded, I, like I saw that they got back together, and I was like, huh? I, well. Like literally, like the next day or something. It might have been that same night, and I was like, oh, well, whatever. Right. But I was just like, really, right. Cardi. I don't know why that like really bothered me like i because i like them i just want offset to like learn gonna go a little bit some more even though i don't want yeah. them to i'm not trying to wish that on them but and then but then did you see cardi was like y'all trying to say that i'm being emotionally abused i'm the one that be kicking and, and throwing she said something like that like throwing stuff right. she's like we we're we're just dysfunctional and i was like Somebody in the comments was like, we're just dysfunctional with, like, the little squiggly face. And I like that. Like, mm-hmm. this doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> right. You're like, like, okay, I mean. It's- and see, I don't know. Cardi's not that young. She's, 28. Like, she's oh, pretty young. She's, she's young. But, but, but for me to be like, she has a young mindset. Not to say that my mindset no, is I don't super think she does. mature. Right, that's what I'm saying. But it's like, mm-hmm. girl... I don't know. She said something else too. She was just like, "You guys say that I'm, you know, that you're some." She said something about people saying that it was sad and how she's in a, um, not abusive but manipulative relationship or something like that. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, "But he's uh, not. He's something about 
I can't remember. Something about him. And it just didn't make mm-hmm. no sense. And I was just like, girl, <laughs> you're saying a lot of stuff that don't go together. It's like, I get that you like, you love Offset. That's that's one thing. But her logic mm-hmm. wasn't making sense. It was just like, yeah, y'all say I'm being manipulated, but who else? Who, who else? Be with I don't know. Is, though. I don't. I, I don't think she I is. Said that last... I just don't think that their relationship is that great. You say you don't think she is either. No. Yeah, we. I said that last week. I don't think. I don't really see this as manipulation. I see it more as like toxicity. Like, yeah. You just can't I feel stop like both of them together are creating this more than it's just Offset doing something and she's. Oh, for I mean, sure. he is I think cheating. Both of them. Is yeah. he still cheating? I don't know. That's what somebody said. Oh, I um, but you know what? This makes me think about when we were talking about insecure. Like we were. This was probably like two years ago, right? And like, because you were like, she's she's twenty eight, and I'm like, that's still young. But I remember when we were talking about insecure, and I was like, Issa is in her thirties, and she was like creeping in that dude's house, and I was like, sis, what are you doing on insecure? Like, go mm-hmm. home. You are too old. And I remember you were like, I don't think that you'll think that <laughs> when we're thirty. And I was like, right. I always remember that. I mean, I still kind of stand by that. But I, I think I'm learning that it's not, that I shouldn't be as shocked. That I sh- Basically, like, I kind of, I naturally expect if someone has said, oh, you know, I kind of grew out of that. I do expect them to be in their, like, early 30s, late 20s, out of, like, a phase of, like, a certain type of guy or, like, you know, being with toxic men. But I'm learning to not be shocked that not everybody gets to that phase. Because I'd be, I be seeing, like, 40-year-olds, and it's like, why are you like this? 30-year-olds. Right. And I'm like, I don't understand. And it's like 50-year-olds who be talking to it. I'm like, you know what? I can't. So I'm learning that it's like, not... So y'all just a lot of people... Y'all come, I'm learning this with a lot of people, but not everybody. Like, every, it, this is still right. very normal in your 30s, or in 40s, and 50s, which is crazy. But it can't be normal for me, but that's just me. Um, The last thing that I wanted to talk about it's about mm-hmm. the show that I started mm-hmm. watching. Is it Lovecraft? Yes. It Everybody's is. talking about that show. So, you know, obviously I was seeing all of the the commercials, which is like, where mm-hmm. was I seeing them? Can you tell everybody really what it's about? Because I don't really know. Yes. Kind of, I guess. I saw a commercial somewhere, and I have HBO Max, so I was like, let's go in here and watch this. And so, apparently the, it takes place in like the 50s. And it's like this black guy who was in the military, likes to read, and his uncle writes like, um, you know, what was that book called where um, they would publish it for black travelers so they would know where it was safe to stay? Do you, do you for know black travelers? About? No, that sounds yes, nice. Travelers. Yeah, I mean That's that nice. one. There was a whole movie written about that, but yeah. Um, so his his uncle did that, and his dad disappeared okay the the military guy's dad disappeared so he comes back to town to try to find his dad and the story is just like it just goes crazy because they they go try to find this dad in this town that nobody's heard of and it's a mix of scary like monster scary which is weird because i didn't think it was something that i would like because this is like a it's an hbo show right it's like the idea of monsters seems a little like really, but it's a mix of that. But then a lot of racial terror is mixed in there. Like they had, they were in a sundown town. Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. 
Okay, I didn't either. So I Googled it. And apparently, <laughs> in a sundown town, or how the guy explained it in the story, if he it was a police officer pulled him over, and he was like, you guys know you're in a sundown town? And sundown is about, is at 7 o'clock. And at the time, it was 6.51, right? And he was like, if you guys don't make it out of town by sundown, I have every right to hang you. Or, you know, what did they call it something else? Whatever. To hang you in town and it'll be, you know, I'll have full rights and authority to do so. And so he runs them out of town, like chasing them in his car until they get out of town. And it's like down to the minute because he catches them at seven o'clock. He can do this. And it was just like, it was making me nervous. It was like, it was only episode two or three. So I was like, I know they're not all going to die, but it's just like uncomfortable. If people was really living their lives like this, this sounds horrible. Right? And so they, they do all of that. They chase them out of this town. And then as soon as they cross over to the border, to the other town, there's two other police cars waiting for them in this other town. And they pick them up and they're trying to arrest them or whatever. And I was just like, gosh. It's like, these people are dealing with monsters and they're dealing with every racist imaginable. It's like the police, they, they drive into this town and they walk into like a restaurant and they sit down and they're just like, you know, they order just like normal mm-hmm. ordering and the people are so shocked that they don't know what to do right and so the bus boy or whatever goes to the back and he calls the owner and was like yeah there's there's three of them in here <laughs> and I was mm. just like is this is this real and I guess apparently they were going to burn down the restaurant because they were in there but it was just mm. like what type of it's a, it's a hard show to explain there's monsters it there's is. Books, I mean my sister said it was kind of like future. sci-fi she said yeah she yes. said like sci-fi but like black and racist racism it sounds cool i mean i would watch it everybody i mean it's a good show it. jordan peele is uh is an executive producer and it gives me jordan peele vibes it's like even before i knew he was on oh, it really? i was like i wonder if he worked on this because I jordan yeah mm-hmm. um it definitely gives me those and it vibes. has uh what's his name what's his name uh sister journey uh, jesse yeah Did, uh, was I, she in, i really like what her was that what was that one show? Underground? That used to... Yes! I was also... Underground was so I, big yes. for me. Was she, she is really that? good in these period pieces. And I'm going to call them period pieces, even though I don't necessarily know what that means. Because um, I don't know piece? if that... Nece- it, I don't know if... Because so I was listening to somebody explain it, and they made it sound like it was only, like, you know, 1800s. And not oh. based on other time periods. So I don't want to use it incorrectly. But when she's playing people from the past, I think she does a really good job. I didn't realize that that is is she the same girl that was in Full House? Is that her? Yeah. Oh, I did not know. That. I was like, she looked just like that girl that was in Full House. Yeah, that <laughs> and was she her. was in. She was adorable. Was she in, like, she was in, in like House. a Tyler. She was adorable. She was so she's so cute. She's she's always been pretty. She kind of right. reminds me of like I don't know. Gar Shahidi kind of reminds me of like a new her, but um. Mm-hmm. Was she in that Tyler Perry movie too? What Tyler Perry movie? Um, been like she's in more stuff. She, you know, she kind of almost favors Jordan Sparks to me, and sometimes I get them confused. Yes, I think I used to get them confused too. She was in. What is that? I just googled her. Um, yeah, I didn't realize Love Underground had really good reviews, and I don't know why that it show got just canceled ended because like that. the the channel was like a white. They were. It was like WGN, races. right? Yeah. Right. Um, but I thought yeah, the show it was, was called really Confessions. Good. It was called Temptation. I think she was the main character. 
I don't. I never I think watched. That was that. the one that Kim Kardashian was in. Yes, I think it was. I did not watch that movie, but I remember when Underground came out, and I, I was at, I was on campus, and I watched mm-hmm. the first episode, and I remember texting you about it because I it was like they played a Kanye West song, uh, yeah, like in the opening sequence. I was like, oh, this show is good. I don't I know. It was like the pace. It. And I never watched. Oh, it. it was good. Interesting. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that that was. I was like, she looks just like. I think I thought she was too. She looks young. just like herself. Oh, I was like, I was like, I was like, she, I was like, she would have been a little older by now, right? That's what I thought. I was like, I was thinking she might be like, because yeah, the Olsen twins, the Olsen twins, are they close to forty? That's why she does look young. And I was like, no, nah, that's not her. But she looked just like that girl that was are. in Full House. Oh yeah, she's really pretty. She's she's thirty four. So they gotta be around the same age. Yeah. Because they were like friends on the show, right? Yeah. The Olsen twins just look older. They they kind of creep me out. I used to look, when I, y'all, I used to love love. the Olsen twins, though. Oh, me too. Oh, I thought they were amazing. that's all I had, Christy, so you can go ahead. The Olsen twins, the Olsen twins are 34. Why did I think they were older than that? They felt older than that as a kid. They felt, I think it was also, (laughs) they felt older as kids, you know. Yeah. You know. Um, I'm trying to make sure we, okay, we good. This podcast is brought to you by Audible. If you're anything like me and reading has become a huge part of your life, or maybe you've just always been reading, you need to check out Audible. They have so many audiobooks available for you right now, guys. And while you're on there, you might as well use our code. It's audibletrial.com slash 20SNL. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash 2020SNL. Go ahead, y'all. Get your life and enjoy the show. Thanks, guys. All right. All right, guys. So, hot topics. I actually really, that that whooping thing really could have been a hot topic. I'm surprised I didn't think of that. All right, guys. So, (laughs) hot topics. Okay, so. I'm going to be like, that's not hot topics. Okay. Um, This might, you might have to think about this one. But, like, okay, okay, what do you miss most about being a child aside from not paying bills? Because I feel like everybody's like, ooh, not paying bills, girl, because, you know, you ain't, you ain't have to worry about nothing. Yeah. So work doesn't count either. Oh. You'd rather be in school I mean, than work? Ooh, I don't know about that. Oh, is that the trade that we're making? I, I miss, okay, so I miss I think summer. I'd rather work than I miss summer as, in general. Because I miss oh we have summers the, the, yeah the, that's nice. the mix of not having to go to school and it had to be like when I was a kid between the ages of fourteen to sixteen it could only be those two years right because before then I'd be at my grandma's house during the summer but those <laughs> those two years I was at home Aww. you know with my brothers and it was like relaxing other than the fact that if you, you I didn't clean up the house then my mom would walk in the, when she got off mm-hmm. and be like y'all been here all day and you ain't do anything and all of that stuff but you know it was just like I could be at home I didn't have to think about going to work I didn't have to think about school 
I didn't have to think about nobody's <laughs> bills. I didn't have to think about buying soap at the store or what I was cooking for dinner. It was just like, wake up, play my video game, watch TV, fight with my brother a little bit, and then life was just taken care of. Watch and you didn't, your mom didn't long. make you go to no type of like sports or nothing? Not those two years? No. Before then, my oh, grandma was taking me to basketball camps. I hated every bit of it. <laughs> I was doing all the... But those two years, no, it was like we stayed at home alone. So it was like... I think because you were older. We they were like, she's a, she's old enough now. Like, Right, I was old enough camp, for them to stay at home with me. My grandma would come over occasionally and be like, we're going to the library. Get in the car. And it was huh. like... Okay. Or, you know, summers in college were good, too. Shoot. Summers in college were good because I didn't work. I, I came home and then I was older and I could drive. Ooh, summers in college probably better. Yeah, summers home from college. I don't know. I think I like college more than I like being an adult. I feel like yeah, if I could go back to anything, it would be college. Like college, college to me is another level. College is like you're grown, but you're not. It de- but it depends. Cause mm-hmm. some people was in college for real grown. They was in out there paying bills and whatnot. I wasn't like that. Like, um, and that's what makes I don't know. Good was the not paying bills and stuff. Like if you are in college, right? If you're in college and like you live in a dorm and like you're not paying for your dorm, <laughs> and like you know you you got the food, uh, the swipes. We call them swipes in my school. Like you know you mm-hmm. can eat in the dining halls. Like. And if you got it like student charge, like if you live in like that, now that's now that's beauty right there. Cause my dad was like, I remember when he Little drove me to college. He was like, yeah, he was like, this is a time in your life where you get to live like an adult, but not have to. I think he's like, but have not have to live the like an adult. Responsibilities of an adult. That's what he said. Yeah, he's like, you have to live like an adult, but you don't have any of the responsibilities of an adult. And I thought that was really interesting because I feel when I think about going back to uh, being a kid, it's not even school. It's just the fact that I have to, like, report here, and I have to be up in this school. Something about that don't sit well. I don't don't think about school when I think about being a kid, even though it obviously was a large part of it, and I did not enjoy school. But it was like, my mind just thinks about not having to be responsible for things. It's like, I don't have to worry about health insurance or anything no. else. It's like I come <laughs> home, my mom does all of that stuff. Oh, I, don't, my mom I just remember I never had everything. like a health insurance scare. And I remember no, like I, I never paying my health insurance. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I know, that. but I'm talking about I mean like a scare like where it was like I'm about to lose my health insurance. I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? I never had oh, that. I've had enough for the both of us. It's fine. I was just I was just about to say I rem- I remember y'all. That's why I chuckled because we was like I had I had, had Therese had an interview at my job and I, when we lived together and she came and I and you were about to turn twenty six. Oh man, wow. And uh, so long ago. <laughs> and you it, were like, like yesterday. And I was like, it does. I said something like, you might get the job. And you were like, but I need health insurance. And I remember that, like, man, that's real. Like, I never had, like, a, like never had, I never not had health insurance, which is a big blessing. But I feel like for a lot of 20-somethings, that is a big struggle. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, where it's like, I might, I don't have health insurance right now. Or they, like, their health insurance is super bad. Or they, I do remember when I turned 26, I had just started a new job. I know that was literally God ordained. The way that that job like flowed and like the way that it, the literally the insurance started the day that my insurance on my parents stopped and 
I was like, oh, I know this is God. And sure. But, like, I remember I had mentally prepared myself to not have insurance because I was like, I can't literally cannot afford to not have insurance. Like, I mean, I can literally not afford to have insurance. Like, I just didn't have enough money at my previous job. But my I mean, new job, like... Insurance is expensive. And it's like... It's really expensive, especially depending on where you work. I, I don't know. No, that's a real, that's a real struggle right there. And, and it's like, and it's scary to think about not having insurance. Because it's like, wow, like, you could really, you could really do something that's going to be really expensive. Because when I tell you, you, you have to go to the emergency room. Say you don't have a choice, right? Because you could, you could mm-hmm. be sick and be like, how sick am I? Am I urgent care sick? Or am I emergency room sick, right? You could be urgent care sick and pay some money, right? But if you're like, Mm -hmm. say you're on the scene of an accident, and you're not hurt, but you say you're knocked out, right? And I feel like Mm -hmm. that might just be worse. You just have a concussion (laughs) and a sprained wrist, right? You're paying $1,500 for the admission into the hospital without insurance? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I didn't even have a choice. Because if I was awake, I would have been like, take my sprained wrist to the urgent (laughs) care. And then we're talking about the the ambulance drive. Okay. It's like, you guys are really, it's like Prowse gouging. Like, seriously. I think somebody was talking about how people are taking Ubers instead of like um, ambulances. And they were saying how that Uber was having to like, this was a couple years ago, but Uber was saying that they have to like write a new policy or something because because they the pe- the driver can't be liable for that. You know what I mean? Like it's right. like somebody could be I literally mean, in the back seat of my car about to die, and and it's like you know what I mean? I don't, don't want to pick you up because first of all, I don't want you dying back there. It's gonna be sad for me. You know what? <laughs> but but I get it. It's like I was reading stuff about people having COVID and they're taking mm-hmm. Uber to the hospital, and it's like first of all, you're putting the driver at risk. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, but they're like, I don't know. They but it's also they like I don't approve of them pay, off charging that, that much. What'd you say? Yeah. I said I don't know. It's just like I don't understand the hospital being allowed to charge as much as they do because obviously mm-hmm. they charge like they know an insurance company is paying for this, right? So they're charging you fifteen hundred dollars because they know insurance is going to take most of this, have no problem paying it, and you pay two hundred dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Which is still, but weird. I got I I got a bill in the mail that mm-hmm. my insurance I had to send to my insurance company because they did not take you know they didn't I don't know money wasn't taken off of it like it was supposed to and that bill mm-hmm. was thirty eight hundred dollars. What was it for? A trip to the emergency room in an ambulance? Not no. Oh, wow. Like, you drove yourself there? Oh, wow. Yeah, and they texted me. They're like, you have a new bill. And they're like, your balance is $3,800. I was like, it was like, I was working. That's a lot. And I looked over at my phone, and it's like, low-key, I just had to take a couple breaths. I was like, I'm sorry? Uh, Mm. What? And I was like, well, that's a real struggle. I'm not paying that. I signed in, and I was like, oh, because obviously y'all couldn't have took no insurance off of this. You couldn't have. Because this doesn't That's good you knew. What if they? Oh. What if that would have been? <laughs> they gonna be waiting on that money like a like a student loan. I don't have thirty eight hundred dollars. Uh-huh. They didn't even give me nothing. I didn't. I didn't walk out of that hospital with anything. No, but uh, you're perfectly fine. 
That's all That's I got. when you said urgent care. Great. I was like, I feel like urgent care is expensive, too. I'm pretty sure I had no. to pay like $500. Oh, I went no. to urgent care with my insurance, and I it's only expensive. had $15. So. Well, when I went to urgent care, they, they ran like a lot of blood tests. And they, oh, well, see, That yeah. was expensive. You treated it like a doctor. I didn't ask them to do that, though. Because I was like, I don't oh. feel, I didn't know what was wrong. And they just ran blood tests. They were like, you know, worst case scenario, they were like, if all these blood tests come back good, he was like, then... He's like, then, you know, we know that it's something that can wait until tomorrow and you can contact a doctor, which which really pissed me off. Because I, right. like, I had to contact Pay the physician. Pay $500 and then just wait until tomorrow. I mean, I like, did like that. I got some blood work done because it's like, okay, well, at least now I know how I'm feeling. And that doctor was so, exactly. I always tell my mom, I was like, he, he came out, he's like, your blood work is excellent. He looks surprised. Like, he looked like it's, mm-hmm. it's excellent. And I was like, why you, why you looking surprised, brother? What, right. I can't have good blood work? <laughs> but he was like, yeah, like, That's he looked funny. like, well, I, I hope that it was just, like, so excellent that he's not used to it, as opposed to he looked at me like, hey, there should be something on here. You're like, sir. <laughs> But, no, when I went to the hospital, when I was there, that's what they did. They were like, oh, we're going to run all of these tests. We're going to do a rainbow of tests. That's what she said, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. then I looked at the bill, and I could see each individual test. It's like this one test, $170. Yeah. Another test, 250 It's just like, bro. I know. It is There's sad. got that's to be something that, against that's a real. That's a real thing. I need to I'm move to Canada. I, they don't have it? Don't they have universal... Healthcare? Do they? No, I'm pretty I know sure. they got a prime. They got a prime minister though. Um, Canada's extra close to here. What's the difference than a than a president? Prime minister. <laughs> like a different I don't really know. But um, we were supposed to be talking about things that, like, oh, not that are not bills. I don't know if I had. I mean, I do. I I feel like college was amazing. But honestly, though, like, I feel like I'm such a fortune cookie. But like. I don't know if I, I wouldn't go back to college. Like, if someone was like, oh, I can take you right back to college, I'd be like, no, I'll take my 20s. Like, I still, I, I think I think I'm like a person who's like, I like every phase of my life. I, w- I, don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, back, go back to I wouldn't college. Go, no. I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't go back to, I don't think I would go back to being a kid. Maybe like, it's like in theory, maybe like, I like under the idea. 10. I don't know. But then mm, it's under, like, no, no, no. I, yeah, I would. Right. I would go back under 12 and down. But I wouldn't but it's go like, back okay, to 12 if you think to about it though, Okay, so under mm-hmm. 12, right? It's like, mm-hmm. in theory, things sound nice. You know, life is carefree. But it's like, I still got to go to school. And I don't really even have too much opinion on the clothes that I get to wear. How mm-hmm. I wear my hair. It's like, I'm I am running Chris. on everybody's feel- clock. It's True. like, Therese, get up for school. Therese, do this. Therese, uh, go do this. <laughs> and it's just like, bro. I don't want to do that. <laughs> don't tell me what to do all day long. But I don't long. think I mind It's like sitting it in class. You two, stop talking. The uh, school Therese, would don't make me call that, your mom. It's so like, why, you know what? That talking really resonates with me. Because I feel like when what I got to college, I was a free woman. It's like, I should not get in trouble for talking. This is my choice. If I want to talk, let but me you talk. you might be disrupting the class. And I feel that. But something Which about I didn't that. Care about when I was a that's too much. It's like I need you to leave me alone. Like, see everything else you were saying. I'm like I can handle that. But no, nah, that that like and like not. I haven't to ask to go to the bathroom. Stuff like that. Now that's you know, next you level. took me back to being a kid with the mindset I have now. It would just be different. 
Because yeah. first of all, asking to go to the bathroom sounds the bathroom ridiculous. would be too much. It's like, the bro, I'm telling you, I'm going to the bathroom. The, Deal with right. it how you want to. Yeah, the bathroom and the Krista. That's too much. I don't know why mm-hmm. that the talking stuff were really now that I think as a kid had me done. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of y'all always telling me to that I, I need to stop talking. I don't know why. Like, I don't. Yeah, I hear, I people hear always, that so much. I heard it a lot too, and I didn't appreciate that. But yeah, the mom, my mom get. I don't. I'm just thinking about me as a kid though. I feel like when I was super mm-hmm. super little, I'm just. I don't. I was telling my mom. I was like, my mom is such a sweet woman. Like. God's gifted, like low key. Cause I remember I was like, I was, I was like, I don't think I was a happy kid, and that like really hurt her. She was like, Oh, that is so she, funny that you said that. I didn't oh, say that. Yeah, I don't thing. think. But I, I said don't think I, I was told a happy my mom. Kid. You really? No, kid. See, I, I think, told my mom I think, that I haven't. She said something about, you know, I, we were talking about saving money, and I was like, I haven't had enough fun. To be saving all my money for whatever, and she was like, "So you don't Ooh, think you had fun?" And I was like, "I didn't say that. I said big fun. I said I haven't had enough big fun or something like that." And she was just like, "So you're saying you haven't had big fun? You haven't traveled?" I was like, first of all, not really." Right. She was like, "Okay, right. Therese, going to Dallas ain't traveling." I'm I, exactly. Here. I was Asia. like, "What are you?" Because right, that's what I was talking about. I was like, "Because I was telling her that I wanted to go overseas for my thirtieth birthday, right?" Oh, and she yeah, was, and I was talking about her going, and she was like, "No, I'm no." Why she say no? She first of all, she don't want to pay for it. Second of all, she oh, doesn't yeah, seem interested. Right. And I was like, first, why are you not interested?" She's just like, "I'm, I'm just not." And I'm like, "Okay, well, cool for you, but I am." And and, and was I like, was like, "I need saving? to have, yeah." And I was like, "I need to have some big fun. Life is going to end eventually." <laughs> why is and big I would fun like taking me out? To, Big fun. Like, Having big fun with the rest. <laughs> That's what I thought about. Yeah, yeah. Big fun. Right. I'm like, big fun but is it's, weird to But me. it's like, I want, you know, and she was really offended by that. And I was, and I, it was like, she was oh, quiet. Oh, because she, and she I thinks was just that like, you're saying you haven't had enough experiences as a kid. I think that's how she took it. It was like after I said it, I was like, you're acting, you're acting mad. Like I'm saying that you didn't contribute to fun. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I want more I mean, opportunities I for see fun. That. No, I, I see that though. I think it's like I, I see it, like, but it's also like I'm just letting you know that that's not what I meant. Yeah, I see you, how you didn't mean got it. There, I remember, but that's not what I meant. I took what, but I mean, but that's kind of what you're saying because she didn't take you kind overseas of. as a kid. But it's like I get that that's not everybody's story, right? But she's in her head like, I mean, I think my mom that would have hurt my mom's feelings. Well, I mean, maybe not. Cause she would have been like, you know, because when I was your age, I wouldn't have big fun. She was like, and that's what like my, that. but and see, that's what my mom. She was talking about. Some, I had my big fun. I was like, okay, well, good. I haven't had fun. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mom probably would have been like, I haven't had big because I think my mom thinks I like have a lot of fun now. And she and she never. Mm. My mom graduated college, and she got married. So like like not that long after. So she she never really had like a a single like not kids aren't in the horizon type of like adulthood like either she was in school right. trying to finish or she like went you know so i think my life to her she sometimes she don't she, she ain't jealous but she'll be like must be nice i ain't never had you know like she said stuff like that what? but no i think i was talking to my mom and i was like you know i didn't i think i don't think i was i think i was a i think i was jaded <laughs> i was a jaded kid 
and I was a depressed teenager. Ooh, that is so sad. Um, is this working? Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, I don't. I think I would like. I think I had like Jan Brady syndrome as like a kid. Kid. Like it was big. Like, oh, your little sister's so cute, and everybody was like, why aren't you like your older sister? And I remember telling my mom so many times as a kid, like, I don't want to be her. And my mom thought I was jealous my whole childhood, and that pissed me off. I was like, I'm literally, I'm literally, I literally don't want to be hurt. But like, be, I, I'm angry that everybody acts like I should be hurt. And, and everybody thought like I was angry and, and like mean to her or mean about it because, <laughs> because I was jealous. But it's like, no, I'm not. And then everybody thought my, if anything, I was more jealous of my little sister. And then um, my little sister, like she was like thinner, had longer hair. You know, that stuff mattered back then. Um, <laughs> That's funny. That's why I thought when you said that, I was like... Especially the hair. They used to be... I feel like, yeah, and she was taller, and I wanted to be taller as a kid. So, like, I just feel like... And, and she was she was cute, and she was a baby. And it was she was definitely the baby. So, I feel like I just... I was annoyed, and then I, I think my mom... <laughs> she didn't have a lot of patience. And I feel like I took that as, like, rejection, and I was like, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> like, I, you know what? She come home with an attitude, because she's tired, and it's like... I don't know. And she, like, I feel like my sisters didn't, they, they, like, brushed it off. Because my mom is, like, very, very loving. Mm-hmm. But, like, when she's tired, she's kind of rude. And I was, like, I, I think I was really, I took it as, like, rejection, though. So, I think that made me angry. And then, by a teenager, I think I was literally, like, just depressed. I don't know. I think it was probably a lot of things. I think my uncle, my grandpa passing really messed me up. And then, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would go back to high school. Um, I, No, I absolutely would not go back to high school. I would... I would go back to being, like, under 12, maybe. Because under 12, I was still relatively cool. But I feel like, you know, because at, at, at 11, y'all, we had, we've had no, at 10, I started going to this extra white school. And before that, I was used to all black people. And that, I think that kind of messed with me. And then, you know, I just, it was just too much. I was like, <laughs> ugh, too much. I feel, like, I feel like that that messed with my head. Why is one of the main reasons that I wouldn't go back to high school that I worked at the job mm. is because of the job that I worked at. And it wasn't even like I was doing no strenuous labor, but that job was horrible. Therese, can you tell them the story about you being in that room and they were talking and you was popping gum? <laughs> Therese ain't there. <laughs> I can move Yeah. On. Okay, so I'm, you know, I don't really like people telling me what to do or just being annoying about stuff. So I, I, I guess I was, I was working on a Sunday and I use the term working very, very loosely because from the age of 16 to (laughs) when did I have a job that I liked for a long time? Working just meant. No, I think, I think at that age you weren't a good employee, but when you got older in college, you were a good employee though, even if you didn't like it. Yeah. I feel like after I stopped working at, when I worked at Family Dollar, I feel like I was a cool employee. Yeah, but was a good employee. I the jobs like I, when I worked at Kohl's, no, I was not. But that was you know those whatever that doesn't matter. So I worked at Kmart and I was net I was not working. And they used to, the empo- the older employees used to talk about me and they'd be like, Teresa, don't don't be doing blah 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 or whatever. And so one day I'm like over. And I thought it was so cool that Teresa had a job because <laughs> I was because we were sixteen. Oh. And I was, uh, I guess I was supposed to be working in, like, the women's department or something. And I'm over in the jewelry department because they're close, and I'm just, like, touching stuff. I'm looking at this uh, makeup box 
you know, like carrying case. And I was like, oh, I can put some makeup in here. And then I have the security guy come over and he's like, hey, Therese, can I talk to you real quick? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And so I'm chewing gum because, you know, I like chewing gum. But one of the main things that I like about chewing gum is popping my gum. I know it's very mm-hmm. ghetto. My mom hates it with a passion, but I like it. And I think I like it because it's a it's little. It's popping when you pop a bubble and then you pop the bubble. I make the bubble in my mouth like and I pop it so nobody gum. sees the bubble. But it's just like you hear the noise. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I'll do the I'll do the bubble, too. Mm. Um, That's too much. That's, that just feels like a lot in public. Like, why are you doing all that? It's entertaining for me. Um, but so I'm chewing gum and I go back there and the store manager is back there. Right. And she's like, Mm -hmm. so Therese, I just want to know what you've been doing for the last, I don't know, 30 minutes hour. And I was like, I've been working in the women's department, you know, (laughs) doing folding clothes or whatever. And she's like, okay, so can you tell me why? On this video, and she got a screen up. And she's like, on this video, I can see you just... And it's me walking around, checking the prices of purses in the um, accessory department. And I was like, yeah, I was checking the price. And so I'm starting to chew my gum harder. Because I do know that popping gum irritates people, right? So I'm chewing my gum harder because I'm getting mad. And I'm just like... So obviously, you saw what I was doing. I was doing it. So what are we sitting back here for? I love how you didn't get embarrassed or upset. No, you got mad. I was like, oh, I was really mad. And I was just like, so, okay, whatever. And so I'm, I'm chewing my gum and she's talking and she's like, I need you to do this, that, or the other, you know, stop being over in the accessories department, all of this stuff. And then, you know, I'm steadily popping my gum. I'm making sure to make it very intentional, you know, like, kind of like didn't she say that she saw you dancing in the aisles <laughs> i think i forgot <laughs> i might have been I, probably because i don't feel like i would have said that if that fired. wasn't true i don't remember i was doing a lot of not working and that's what she had on video <laughs> and oh that's so cute and so you know i'm so eventually we get to the end of the conversation and she's like okay so that's pretty much all i have to to say and she's like and spit that gum out on your way out first of all I am not a seventh grader <laughs> or a freshman in a in a Spanish class or whatever where you're going to tell me to spit gum out. I'm not doing that. And so I walk out and I made sure to pop that gum. I was blowing bubbles in the camera. I was like, girl, you ain't about to tell me what to do. <laughs> and then I think what is wrong less than you? a week later, I quit. I quit. I mean, I was leaving for okay. college, but I, I, I didn't give them any notice. I was like, forget y'all. And I was, oh, I called I him and I was story. excited to be like, um, yeah, I won't be back. But I'm sure they didn't. So you called in. You ain't even, you ain't even say it on your last day. No, like, no. I, I was supposed day. to come in and I said, I won't be there and I won't ever be back. <laughs> and yeah. And I remember I wanted a job at Kmart and, and Therese said, if you put me down <laughs> as a reference, you won't get the job. <laughs> that, to me, uh, my brothers were that, that. That's what they were talking about. They were like, oh, could I get a job at Kmart? I was like, if you tell them you don't know me, sure, you might. But <laughs> if my name is on there, it ain't going to help you. I was just, I don't know. It's, imagine someone being like, don't put my name on application, girl, because they won't hire you. I was like, well, dang, maybe you don't need a job. Right. Okay. So we need to move on. Make this one quick, Therese. Okay. So 
these are kind of deep. This one's like, okay, what is, I was listening, I was watching Big Brother and they were talking about this. And, okay, what is your biggest insecurity? And would you change it if you could? Ooh, that's deep. Because it could be your biggest insecurity, but that might not mean you'll change it. You know how I feel about deep questions. I don't know. My biggest insecurity. Oh my gosh. Krista, what, what did you think I was going to say to this? Did you think I was like, mm. <laughs> you guys, you know what my biggest insecurity is? I have no idea. Really? Um, you said really, like you know exactly what it is, Krista. No, I mean, I'm, I, I feel like I have many. Like if someone was like, oh, what are some insecurities that you have? I could, I could just pour them out. You know what I mean? No, no. I probably have issues picking the top one. I know, okay, I'll just go then. I feel like physically... Because fear and insecurity, they're not the same. No, not necessarily. Um, I feel like physically, my biggest insecurity... Um, oh, okay. It's like when you say no, physically to, right? my biggest insecurity, I feel like my only, the only thing that pops into my mind has like- to be a weight-related thing. <laughs> And I guess there could be other stuff, like what? Like, if you had a small chest, that could be an insecurity? I was gonna say, right, is it just, like, a weight thing, or is it, like, a body part? Huh. You know what I mean? Huh. Okay. I mean, Cause for I me, never thought, I mean, I obviously like, know okay. it's a thing, but I guess I've, all of my other body parts are perfectly cool. <laughs> Go oh, ahead. no, I just, I mean, I mean, even if you're, like, oh, my, like, if you're, like, my weight, but it's, like, well, is it your, is it your thigh? Ah, you know what I mean, oh. or is it? That's just what I all mean. Of it. But like, no, for me, I was, I would say, I was, I love how you start talking when I start yeah, talking. Yeah, I, I thought about it when I started. I would say I have two. Mm-hmm. I feel like something that I cannot change is I, I, I don't like how my nose photographs sometimes. Like sometimes I'll be looking at my at pictures of myself. I'll be like, Christy, your nose is really wide, really? and like. Sometimes I do. I'll be like, like if, if someone was like, we got plastic surgery and it's non-weight related, what would you fix? It would definitely be my nose. I don't think I would. I, actually, I know I wouldn't fix it. But uh, I think um, sometimes when I look at pictures of my nose, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like my, my it's like, I, it's weird because I have two looks when I look at pictures. Sometimes I look at my picture, I'll be like, oh my gosh, Chris, you are so cute. And I'm like, you know, girl, you, 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 you extra cute. And then I look at other times, I'll be like, Krista, like, you kind of favor like a chipmunk a little bit. Like, I don't, it's just like, it's something about my nose and then the way my smile kind of cinches into it. I'll be like, mm. And it's like, it's, it, it is weird. It's like, it, I don't, I think it's just my eyes because I think I can make the same face. And in some, in some pictures, I'll see the chipmunk <laughs> and in other pictures, I'll see the cute face. But not, but it's like, but chipmunks are cute at the same time. So I don't know. But that's something. I, but like, yeah, like my arms. I don't like my arms at all. But um, my arms can be fixed. So mm-hmm. I feel like my biggest. But my biggest insecurity is definitely my arm. Like it's my arms. But because I, I think my, I have those like y'all. I have those mama arms. You know, like when people be like. Oh, she can. I only think about the cooking. It was like cooking babes. That's what they right. Say about it was like if she ain't cooking at the dinner, I don't want to go. And they showed a picture of her arm. I feel like my arm looked like that. And um, or makes think of those like if you, if he ain't cooking at the barbecue and it's picture them big old sandals. My dad, my grandpa used to wear them sandals like faithfully. Like you so, I don't, yeah, it's definitely my arms. But I feel like my, 
and he could throw down the grill. But my arms can definitely be changed. So I feel like I don't I don't know. I feel like my arms probably cause the most insecurity on a day to day basis, but I think like consistently, like something I've had I, I like just have to like remember like you're still beautiful. Probably is my nose. I, something about my nose is just a little funny looking to me. But hmm. I still like I think it sometimes it's cute and other times it photographs funny. It's like mm. No. But I was gonna say emotionally, my biggest insecurity, I feel like and you're gonna be like, I don't struggle with this, but like some sometimes like I'll be somewhere and I you know, cause cause I'm I'm a clown. So like I'll be out, you know, I'll be cracking jokes, I'll be laughing, I'll be extra loud. I know like one of my friends like people that I meet nowadays, they don't believe that I'm that I can be shy. But I can be very, very shy, like when I first meet people. But it's because as I get older I think, you know, God has helped me to come out of my shell more and just feel more comfortable. But sometimes I still will, like, like the, the, the child in me, maybe the high schooler, ooh, that's deep. The high schooler in me that, like, is, like, like, I, I, I never was, like, a non-talking person, but I didn't talk as much. So I feel like sometimes I'll leave an event and I'll be like, Krista, you talk too much. And then, like, you know what I mean? Like, now nah, that, that's a real insecurity because I will have to really talk myself down. Like, be like, Krista, it's okay. Some people got to talk. Like, you're not a person who likes to be quiet. Like, I have to really, like, calm myself down because I will truly leave an event. Like, you really need to learn to be quiet, Christy. You know, you talk so much. Or, like, you know, maybe they want to talk more. And I just feel like you cut them off a few times. Like, that stuff, that be going through my head for real. Like, I be struggling with that. Hmm. But that's my insecurity. Yes. Oh, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't oh, struggle yeah. with that last one. But. Feeling like I talk. To, that's real. Even if I go to your house and I'm in there just kicking it with your mom and we laughing and you you go outside and you and then you come in like I would be like Krista maybe she wanted to go in her room like like, like I just be like you you need to leave people alone like be quiet like I do I definitely have to tell myself like it's okay okay so I'm I'm gonna base I'm going to try to base mine off of your um outline so. Okay. An unweight related physical feature. Hmm. I don't know. I was, you know, I was at first. I was going to go with my feet. And then I felt like that's more of an inconvenience. That's what I thought you were going to say. But they don't bother you. They don't bother me. I feel like hmm. if, if I could find shoes in a size 12, I would be perfectly fine. Like, it's not <laughs> like I feel like they, they look weird. <laughs> or anything it's just like they're just I feel like it's very annoying that I have to buy bigger shoes bigger clothes bigger bras and stuff it's like all my clothes gotta be bought at a specialty shop but it's cool they gotta be custom <laughs> right it's like that's annoying and I was like you know the nose thing I, I have never one time, thought about my nose <laughs> at all Oh, like, I don't really? know if it's big, I mean, medium. I think my nose, it's weird, because sometimes I think my nose is cute, and other times I'm like, mm, Krista, your nose is really, it's really looking kind of funny in that picture. It's really in pictures. I never look in the mirror and think my nose looks funny, which is weird. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I cut you off there. Okay, so I guess I'll do two. I'll do two. Because <laughs> one is, like, okay. halfway. So I'm still I, weak at your feet. I personally really, my one of my favorite features on my body, I know this is the opposite of what we're doing is my lips, right? Mm-hmm. I think my lips are great. Mm-hmm. But I uh, what I don't like about, about my, lips. my lips is that the color is not consistent. Mm. Like, if they were, like, brown, but it's, like, you know, 
the color is off. And my mom points it out all the time. Every time I go, Teresa, you should just Dang. you should just really wear some um, some nude lipstick. If I'm if I'm anywhere and I don't have lipstick on, <laughs> she's going to point it out. And she doesn't like dark lipstick. She only likes nudes, maybe an occasional mm-hmm. red, purple, you know, type of like not too deep because I like a really deep brown um, purple. But it's like my lips are definitely mm-hmm. a different color. So if I could do something about that, that would be really cool. When you meet, when I meet people whose lips are like naturally like a pink, I'd be like, oh my gosh, like your lips are, I almost think that it's like a lipstick. Right. Because but I think like, that's huh. super cool. But I, I don't know, to me it's obviously my lips have been like dry and then they, they peeled and you know, they've been split and all types of stuff and it's just like, bro, now the color is different. But you know, when I was in high school, this, I don't even know if I want to tell you <laughs> When I was in high school, this was before I was in high school with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like a, I used to lick my bottom lip a lot. And I had this. Ugh, why does that gross me well, out? Because it's kind of gross. And I don't know if I did it like mm-hmm. compulsively because it, it couldn't have been my lips were dry that often, right? I don't know if it was a thing, oh, no. but it was like underneath my mm-hmm. lip, there was like a complete dark shadow from me licking my lips, like, of dry skin. It was gross, the more that I say it. Why were you licking? You were licking under your lips? Yeah, like, to the, where my whole lip was inside of my mouth, and underneath it was covered by my big top lip, okay? So it was like... You know what? You know, I think I thought that you had, um, because I remember that. I think I thought you had something. What's that called that people have? I don't know. Eczema? Didn't you have that? Eczema? Yeah. yeah, I yeah, did, but I, I didn't have it on my face unless it was only came out during that oh, time I in high school. But it was like, I had, it's mm-hmm. like I licked my lips so much that my skin got really dry right there. That's really grossing me out. It's licking, it's my lip. What do you want me to say? <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> it, initially, I don't know why you licking underneath the lip is really shocking me. It's, I feel like you're, you're imagining it, imagining it grosser than it is. It's just like licking my bottom lip. I think lip I am and too. Like, Cause I'm imagining like a kid like they ice cream slips and they just licking extra down no, underneath. My tongue was not involved. Out. It's like pretty much me tucking my bottom lip into my mouth. Think of that. Ugh. And I just did it and it's grossing me out. <laughs> because my the bottom of my lip is tucking wet. Your bottom but it, lip. it was like it was, Oh, okay. But it was like I did that for like a year or something, right? And then it started to be like a dark mm-hmm. brown and I could not get rid of it. And it was just like it didn't look good, right? And so now I would, I, and then I would start doing it to cover up the brown, you know, like I would have my lip in my mouth so could nobody see the brown part. And then it's like, I'm making this worse. And I can't remember how it went away, but now I was so happy when it did because, ugh, it's gross. Yeah, I think I thought that was excellent. Well, I it did have excellent, well, so, you know. Right. But oh, I'm going to go with two, fiz- I'm going to go with those. Oh, I was going to say something about my hair, but I feel like we've talked long enough, so we'll move on. Your hair? Like, your texture? I don't know what to do with my hair. Like, bro. Why that one make me sad? It's like, I think I'm going to... I hate the idea of someone being like, I don't like my hair. That turns me up. Because I just can't. You should lock it. I don't don't know. I don't know how... It's like, I tried to do some Bantu knots the other day. A Bantu knot out or whatever. (laughs) I was just like, this is This is dumb. I did them. I don't they were think fine, that. And then yeah, it didn't I don't good. think the natural life is for you. It's too much I think work. You and it's like I don't see 
any I think it is it's not that it's too much work it's too much work consistently for yes. you because the amount of work we talked about this the amount of work that you put in for the, for wigs and stuff that takes a long time but it's like what like but then year. once you got it it's like I'm good right spray some water you know what on I mean? this but like you sit down it. for hours you sit down for hours weaving that up and then you gotta braid your hair down it's like that's that's some, that's some time, and then you got to make sure that part right because you got a closure. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's just, but a twist out and stuff is like every night you got to do a little something to it, you know? Yeah, it's just. But it makes me sad when people are like, "I don't like my hair," because it's like it's like what, I don't what dislike it. I just feel like it. if somebody else could do it, somebody else, it would just need to be like my husband or something. If, if he did hair professionally and he could do yeah. it. Somebody who lived in the same house as me and was there all the time to do my hair. You probably should like it. That's I, I mean, I like really it, was thinking about it. it. It's like I found low. some lady. I need to go to a consultation, but. But if you like it. What? Then can you, you can't really put weaves on it. Not for too long. Right. In the beginning. That's the only time it really matters. Yeah. Then it'll be longer. Oh, so you would like it, like lock it. Yeah. And then you like keep it locked. Oh, yeah. Until oh. I don't want it anymore. Then I shave my head. That would be crazy. I would imagine I would get locks before you. Well, I'm thinking about it so I could have some soon. I definitely want to lock my hair eventually, but I, I don't know. My my hair is finally growing. I, that's such a like, black woman thing to do. I feel like I start to see a lot of older black women with either shortcuts or they got or it's, it's locked up. Oh, they lock it, yeah. It's just like, girl, anybody got time for this kid. all day long. I got kids. <laughs> when I, literally, when I was a kid, I think, I don't, my mom like, I know when we were little, like, we would wake up, and we would have, like, my mom never let me have the whole pack of hot chocolate, she let me, and she never let me use milk. It was, like, water and milk. I mean, water and half a pack. And my mom It's like, you couldn't even choose one and or she, the and other? We, and she, you couldn't have water <laughs> and, and the whole pack or half the pack and milk? No, which is so, which is crazy, because nowadays, if I have a pack and some water, I'd be like, this is low-key, you know, the That's pack. how I used like, I mean, you know, I never like drank hot chocolate with milk. And I think maybe sometimes she would let us have half the pack with milk, but most of the time it was like we use water. But anyway, so I know my mom, like, she didn't eat cereal and she never had hot chocolate. She always had coffee. Mm. So I, and, and her hair was always short. So I, to me, I was like, okay, well, adults don't have long hair. <laughs> they, don't eat they don't eat cereal and they drink coffee. And I remember one time my mom was like, Hot chocolate tastes better than coffee, and I was shocked. Like, and I, well, I might have been like 12. Drinking? I wasn't even that little. I was like, why don't you drink coffee? I mean, drink hot chocolate then. And she was like, because I drink the coffee because I need coffee. And I was mm. like, I was shit And it's just like, you, as a and kid, then, you probably don't even know what that means. You need the coffee. Why do adults have to drink right, coffee? I, was, I, literally, I was shocked. I was like, I literally thought adults did not drink, did not drink hot chocolate. And I thought adults don't, and they have short hair. Cause it, even like even like now when I meet like a grown woman whose hair is like in like a twist out or or in like a perm that really does catch me off guard and it's kind of long mm-hmm. I'll be like oh that's different or when I catch an older lady with like a weave I don't know why I just expect my mom like people to have like a Halle Berry cut and see or I do see the lot my mom never had I see short a shortcut when I knew her. <laughs> Mm. She it's had good to, um, me to see a lady like if her hair is like a middle if it's on her back and she and it's permed I'll be yeah I'm my mom had like a shoulder keep it like that. a shoulder length perm that she 
maintained. It was, you know, she had rollers in her hair a lot and stuff like that. And mm. then when we got older, she started wearing wigs because she was like, ain't nobody got time for that. I can see the wigs. And then the wig she makes got sense. sister I, I, lives I, I when she got older, ladies. older, like five years ago. Yeah. I think I would get locks. I, I think I'll get locks when I'm older, too. I, lucky you right, though. It might be when I got kids. I'd be like, let me lock this up because I just, I want to still look good. I already I don't, don't have time. time to I'm be like, you know what? And I actually have right. the time. I but you, just, and you can look good. Right. It's like I can look good and they're already locked up. And it'll just be about the mm-hmm. the styling portion. The upkeep. Right. It's like, yeah. hey, let's mm-hmm. maybe I'll do it over here. Yeah, that looks good. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's real. How do you think about that? I, I guess because I, I want I it to be my hair. Cut. It seemed like a lot of ladies get you what? Because I was th- I was thinking to I was like the difference is because you know obviously you can wear a wig now and that'd be easy and mm-hmm. you know you're worried about you know the maintenance or whatever but it's like I want I don't always like having something on my head like mm-hmm. the fact that I come home and I be ripping that yeah. wig off it's like bruh I need my head to breathe so I need some. Mm-hmm. Something with 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 my hair. I really, <laughs> I really do think that there's. No, I know, like we we shouldn't judge um, people who wear weaves and they like, but I think that there is really something to like. I was because I like did like this little photo shoot the other day and I, and I had like some clippings that I put in my bangs and then I was like as I was doing my hair I was like Krista don't don't wear the clippings like there because there's something to like feeling like really attractive. When you when it's just your hair on your mm-hmm. head, like I don't I know some people I don't know many many women who would say that 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 that's not true. I know that like you can feel like because I feel good. like it feels different when well, it's when just you. It's like this is all me right here. I ain't got to. It's like me. a le- like so when girls be like oh, I'm all natural. It's like that. I hate when girls do that, but I do understand like the idea of feeling really good when it's like, this is all me. I guess it just shouldn't be like the I'm better than you type of vibe. It should just be like, I feel good. But it does feel nice when it's like, okay, no, you know what? Like, that's all me. I ain't got, or, or you know, even if you look at a picture and you ain't got no spanks on, it's like, I look good in that picture. I ain't got no spanks on. That's all me. Like, that's a, spe- <laughs> right. that's a good feeling. But we need to move on. So, guys, <laughs> real quick, because in Trump's uh, debate, he had talked about, what has Trump done for black people? And I genuinely didn't know he did anything for black people. Like, I, I was shocked. So, you were wondering, like, yeah, that, what um, have you done? Well, it was really after, and it was a black guy. His name was like Van. I want to say Lathan, but I know that that's not his name. Van Lathan was the one at TMZ. Like, his name is Van. I looked him up and everything because he's kind of cute. I was like, ooh, who is he? But, um,. He was talking and he was like, I'm not going to deny the fact that Trump has done some things for black people. I appreciate what he's done. He was like, but he's literally like fueling a movement that hates us, like a white supremacy movement. They are against us. And he is the face of it. And I was like, "Ooh, come through. Like, so I was like, okay, what exactly has he done for black people? Because I really didn't know. So I found an article from, what is this from? Washington Post. And it says, evaluating what Trump has done for black America by his own standards. So I'm going to just try to read. The president The president claims we enacted landmark criminal justice reform, something that nobody else could get done. We secured permanent and record funding for HBCUs, that's historically black colleges and universities, numbers that they never thought were possible. We expanded affordable options for better health care. We created opportunity zones 
tax breaks for investing in low-income areas. We achieved the lowest black, Hispanic, and Asian unemployment rates in American history. And you know what? Some I think people talk about the unemployment because the that is it says okay for unemployment. It is true that under Trump, black employment reached a new a new high and black unemployment a low. These figures each carry immediate asterisks. Trump likes to talk about how many Americans were walking were working prior to the economic shutdown spurred by the coronavirus pandemic, although the figures depend heavily on population growth. Sure, 160 million plus people were working, but it would have been hard for Harry, for Harry Truman to hit that number in 1950 when the population was 152 million. It's also hard to evaluate black employment relative to past history because data from Bureau of Labor Statistics only goes back to 1972. Ooh, that's so sad. Nonetheless, Trump's points about the employment numbers are correct. The question is, how much of this is due to Trump? A January 2020 poll found that few black Americans think he deserves credit for these numbers. Many instead feel that the credit should be given to Trump's predecessor, Barack Obama. Looking at the tr- Thank you. Looking at the trend in employment numbers is... It's not hard to see why that would be the case. The number of black, Hispanic, and white Americans working over the past seven years has increased steadily until the pandemic emerged. Mm. We can use these past employment numbers to project where employment might be expected to be if the trends continue. What these projections look like depends on what period you use. Look solely at how employment was trending in 2016. White employment would have been expected to be far lower than it was pre-pandemic. Use the entire 2013 to 2016 period, though, and white employment was, was lower than what might be expected. Okay, I'm going to keep scrolling a little bit. Okay, criminal justice reform. In December 2018, Trump signed the First Step Act into law. It passed Congress, it passed Congress on a largely bipartisan bias. It included provisions aimed at scaling back the emphasis of incarceration that emerged a crime emerged as crime rates spiked in the 1990s, largely due to the emergence of crack cocaine. The law shortened mandatory minimum sentences, scaled back the federal three-strikes rules, and gave judges more leeway in sentencing non-violence offenders. It also made the 2010 Fair Sentencing Act retroactive. That law, signed by Obama, reduced the, the difference in sentences that were imposed for crack and powder cocaine, differences that overlapped with the race of the defendants. That was so real. But only applied for the 2010 forward. Only applied from 2010 forward. The First Step Act extended that backwards. The law has been held as an important step in reducing racially unbalanced application of drug laws in the United States. It does build on work that Obama did, but as our fact, but as our fact checkers have written, goes further. It's worth remembering, though, that the vast majority of black Americans aren't directly affected by its provisions. Black Americans, thanks in part to the unevenness and bias of the criminal justice system, are disproportionately likely to be incarcerated. By a 2001 analysis from the Bureau of Justice, statistics found that even at that point, only one in six black Americans were likely to end up in the state or federal prison. Again, the law is important in fixing disparities. Trump does have a habit, though, of reducing the needs of black America to revisions of criminal sentencing and improving inner cities, which only captures a small part, thank you, of the black experience. Okay. Why do I 
I'm going to read about the zoning and then we're going to continue on. Senator Tim Scott championed the inclusion of the Opportunity Zones in, in 2017 tax bill that Trump signed into law. Its provisions reward investment in impoverished areas by deferring taxes on the sales of stocks and other holdings if the assets from those sales are invested in certain high-need geographic areas. The problem, as the New York Times reported late August, is that benefits have largely gone to wealthy Americans who have often made investments with no obvious ooh, benefits to the surrounding areas. Billions of untaxed investment profits are beginning to pour into high-end apartment buildings and hotels, storage facilities that employ only a handful of workers and student housing in bustling college towns, among other projects. Many of the projects that will enjoy special tax status were underway long before the Opportunity Zone provision was enacted. Scott, in an opinion piece published by the Washington Examiner, tooted success such as an innovative vertical farm that will work to employ formerly incarcerated individuals in Wilmington, Delaware. He also said that a mobile home park will be transferred into 800 units of affordable housing to be offered first to residents in Charlottesville. I'm going to just skip a little bit. And again, even if 100% were targeted to the needs of poor Americans, that still only affects a fraction of the black community. Thank you. Census Bureau data indicate that about a quarter of black Americans are beneath the poverty line, but fewer than one in five live in count live in counties with poverty levels in the highest quintile. Okay. Uh, historically black college. Oh, for, okay, let me just read this real quick for y'all. The president did sign a bill for fiscal year 2020, which provided record HBCU funding. It was a result of the bipartisan work in the Congress. The president simply signed it as part of the overall budget for the nation. Trump additionally signed the Future Act, passed by bipartisan vote, voice votes in both chambers, providing additional financial support for the institutions by continuing a program started by George Bush. Signing this law mirrored an action taken by Obama after funding stream was set to expire during his presidency. Oh. At other times, Trump has claimed that he saved HBCUs. That's not the case. That's funny. Alright, just to give y'all some background. That makes sense to us? <laughs> yes. Did I say that confidently? You don't have nothing else to say? The oh. <laughs> I mean, it made sense, but you know. Mm -hmm. Kind of. Ooh, I had to give me a little water. Um. All right. Um. <laughs> I was say, are you gonna explain? It makes sense to me. I'm literally like, I was so thirsty. I mean, it sounds like <laughs> the zoning thing. So it funny. sounds like the zoning. Okay, the zoning thing sounds like it led to a lot of gentrification. I or people taking it from poor and using it for using it to not give back to that area. Mm -hmm. um, the HBCU thing sounds like it was going to be shut down. I mean, it was going to be cut off. Please don't quote me. Y'all need to fact check all of this. We're not seeing it. It's not like it was going to be cut off, and he and he signed the bill as part of a, like a, an already kind of set up plan to, to continue funding, and it sounds like he gave more. And then what was the other one? Um... Criminal justice reform. That actually sounds like he might have did something decent. Um, 
It sounds. It was basically a, a, a continuing on of what Obama and Biden had done to do a, to like undo the ninety four crime bill that everybody seems to have issues with. Um, and he like built upon that is what it sounds like. He just continued that on. And the unemployment thing, people are saying like yes that the rates are low. Unemployment has been low pre COVID for people of color, but we shouldn't be giving props to Trump because they were already on the decline. That's what I got from it. Like I said, y'all need to fact check this. I do not know. I am no politician, but that's how I read it. Not a politician. Yes. Is that, uh, did you have anything to say? You ain't like it, but did you, did you like it? Were you surprised? Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Um, I, I guess I was surprised, like you said initially, just that Trump did anything at all. That he mm-hmm. even thought about black people. I don't people, think Trump even a little bit. I don't. I don't think he did. I think he. I think some stuff. It was like it's already in motion. Let me just sign right. it. That sounds My like an HBCU on thing. It. It's the like drug a group project. If they've been working on it, and he's right. Okay. I don't really, yeah, I don't know if he, like, really, like, went above and beyond to help people of color. I think it was, like, this is going to, people of color are going to be benefited and you can work it to your advantage. That's kind of what I'm getting from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he plays it up, which makes sense. I can see why he would, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But you still don't like Trump, right? Um... No, what? Of course not. I um <laughs> I just saw you know I I'm just looking at the news. Also, while we're doing this, you know, mm-hmm. just keeping myself aware. Um, that new lady mm-hmm. senator just got um confirmed to the Supreme Court. So they I know that is. her name is Amy Coney Barrett. And she solidified the court's conservative majority. So there are more oh, conservatives on the Supreme Court now. You know, they had to hurry up and do that before anybody could vote Trump out. So you guys, just, you know, in case you were interested. So you're saying it's a Republican. Yeah, that the you know, they've been trying to fill Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat. Mm-hmm. And they put this lady in mm-hmm. it. And I guess they all they were doing, like, debates and questioning her and all types of stuff. And then they've just confirmed um, that she won in a vote 52 to 48. Oh, yes. Yeah. Dang. All right. Well, guys, <laughs> I do, I firmly believe that my faith has helped me um, have more peace of mind during this election. And during, like, just during all of it. I feel like he very, I mean, he, Trump could very well win. And if he does, like, I get, I, this sounds cliche, but I really don't, Trump is our president and I'm, I'm going to pray for Trump. Like, I know some people are like, I'm not praying for that man. And that's, that's your right. But like, I do, I do pray for Trump because I, I think his heart has a lot of evil in it. And, um, so I pray for him and I just feel like ultimately God is in control I really do believe that in my heart and hearts um so like at the end of the day like as long as I know God's in control and I trust that God's in control like ultimately I'm going to be okay right like and I know like some people seem to believe that we don't get out of this life without dying like people seem to believe that 
you know, it does, like, we don't, if you believe in God, you, you don't die, you don't have bad things happen. I mean, I don't expect that with, as a believer. So I just know that I'm going to be okay regardless, though, in the end. Like, even if there is some pain, like, pain a lot of times breeds beauty. But that's just a little tidbit. It made me think about, you know, all of this. Because it's heavy. It's really heavy. But um, I do firmly believe that we will be okay. I know I know that we will be. Um, but, so for God's inspiration, guys. That wasn't even my topic. Um, like I had said at the beginning of this podcast, I wanted to discuss how you should let God be your therapist. And I want to set the stage though real quick and say that I am an advocate of going to therapy I go to therapy I believe that you should have a therapist and I don't believe that faith I believe faith without work is dead and I firmly believe that if you want a better sound mind and spirit and soul going to therapy can absolutely help you with that and if you feel that you're being called to go to therapy, if you feel like you need to go to therapy, people have told you you should go to therapy, I think that you should absolutely do that. Because like I said, faith without work, you pray and you go to therapy. So, but sometimes I think that we can hit a mental block and we can feel like we're at a phase where we can feel like we're at a phase where it's like I'm in therapy or maybe I'm feeling mentally whole to a degree and I still and missing something and I feel like those are those points when you have to let God be your therapist so let me um talk so lately I have been hearing a lot of messages about being vulnerable with God and how you need to let God in and I think that's very profound because I wanted to speak to the idea that God already knows how we feel however God needs you to tell him how you feel so I wanted to read Psalms 139 pull it up my mouth's still a little dry y'all but we're gonna thug this out so psalms 139 oh lord you have examined my heart and know everything about me you know that i sit you know when i sit down or stand up you know when my thoughts even when i'm you know my thoughts even when i'm far away you see me when i travel and when i rest at home you know everything i do you know what i am going to say even before i say it lord You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me me to become night but even in darkness i cannot hide from you to you the night shines as bright as the day darkness and light are the same to you you made all the climate oh goodness you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb thank you for making me so wonderfully complex your worksmanship is marvelous how well i know it you watched me as i was becoming formed in utter seclusion As I was woven together in the dark of the womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be outnumbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. O God, if only you would destroy the wicked. Get out of my life, you murderers. They they blaspheme me. 
me, you. Your enemies misuse your name. Oh, Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who oppose you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred, for your enemies are my enemies. Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Let me just grab a quick for you. You really thirsty. Okay. So, I'm like, I'm like legitimately parched. Um, but anyway. So, like, in... I really, I actually, that might be a verse that I, like, bookmark and go back to, like, on a consistent basis because there is so much meat in that. It starts off by just talking about how God, you know, he knows everything about you. Like, he knows where you've been. He knows where you go. He knows when you're home. He knows when you're up. And I just thought that was so powerful. And then it talks about how he knew every single day before you were even a thing. Like, he wove you together. Like, he sees everything. And what was it that he said? I mean, that the verse said that I thought was really powerful. Um, I could ask the darkness to hide to me and the night around me become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, night shines as bright as day. And I thought that was really powerful. Darkness and light are the same to you. I think that speaks very, very heavily to the idea that God already knows what's going on with us. However, it requires a level of vulnerability for you to bring that to God. Like, God needs that. God needs us to be so honest and so open. And if I'm being transparent, y'all, sometimes I have had times where I'm like, financially, I'm fine. Like, you know, like physically, I'm feeling good. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not too hot. Like physically, I'm not hot. Like in my apartment, I'm not uncomfortable. Like nothing's going on. Ain't nobody hurting my feelings. Like I'm not mad at no friends. Like I don't under, like, but I don't feel a hundred percent. And I think in those moments, those are when I have to be vulnerable enough to sit before God and say, God, something's off though. Like I still don't feel, I still, I still don't feel as if I'm, like, I don't feel as if the way my life, like, my life feels good, but it doesn't feel good. And something is off. So that's when I have to really check my heart and say, you know what, I have to let God in. And I have to let God be my therapist. And I have to sit down before God and be still. I think that's really important. Sometimes I think that we can go to God already knowing, like, I have to pray for this, I have to go pray for that. And that is a beautiful thing you want to, you know, you want to spend that time with God. You want to know what you want to go over with God. You want to have those things that you're trying to fix and work through and issues in your life that you're praying over, warring over, but you also have to be open to the idea that you have your blind spots. God created you, so God knows more than you, and because of that, you have to let God in to fix what you don't know and what you genuinely just may be missing. And I think that comes when we have those quiet moments and we really sit down before God and we just say, God, help me. And I think for me those moments typically come when I'm in a place where I'm like, I should feel better, but I still feel off. You know, I talked to my therapist. That was great. Like I said, I feel physically fine. I'm not even, I'm not even broke. Like what, what, if I'm not broke, that should solve a lot of problems, but I'm still broke and I still don't feel hundred percent. And I feel like that's when God is pulling like something deeper in me that I don't even know. 
but God is trying to get my attention. And that is when we, I, we have to sit down and really have some peace and quiet. We don't go to God with our prayer books and we don't go to God like saying, God, pray for this, do this, do this. We go to God like, God, enter me because I'm not 100%. That takes a level of vulnerability because one, I think it, it takes you acknowledging that something's off. Because in a situation where life feels like it should be good and things feel like they're going great and you still feel it, you, or what am I trying to say? You know, it feels like things are good. It feels like things should be going great. But at the same time, there's something in you that just feels a little off and you can't put your, you can't, you can't quite say what it is. I think that's when you really need to get before God. But it's very, very easy to just say, oh, I'm just doing the most. That's just me tripping. That's just me doing a, doing a lot. Let me call my friend. Let me turn on my show. You know, let me finish this work. You know, whatever it may be. But those are a lot of times I feel like when God is calling you closer, he's trying to get a level of closeness that he does not have with you yet. That he's trying to see you be vulnerable. He wants to see every single part of you. And in Psalms 139, it specifically said, like, he knows you. He created you. He made you. And... He needs you, though. However, I liked how it ended because, let me pull it up. At the end, it says, search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. This, to me, speaks very much to the idea that we do have to have those silent moments where we let God step in and where we let God, you know, get us together. Like, I know I heard someone say that the scripture offends you and it does because the truth offends you. Like when you know that you, the truth and you know that that's not you, it offends you. You feel naturally like, well, wait a minute. You know, you feel like an urge to like want to stand up for yourself. And it's like, but you can't stand up for yourself against God when you know the truth. And, and the thing, beautiful thing about God is God is giving you a hug you don't have to like go toe to toe with god god don't want to go toe to toe with you. he wants to hug you and tell you let me show you the way and i think i thought that this was really beautiful though because it really did speak to the idea that you know god knows you he sees everything you don't have to worry like he's there for you he like he had he knew your steps before you even took your first one like he knows all that but at the end he was i believe this is david um, yeah, this is David. David was saying, search me, know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts, point out anything in me that offends you. And in order for God to point out anything in us and to really lead us along a path, that takes a vulnerability. That takes God knowing every angle of us. And that really does require us to sit in God's presence and just be still and let God talk. Your heart will start to speak. Your heart will start to know, you know what, maybe I do have a, a gossiping issue. Or you know what, maybe I maybe I have a lust issue. I overcame that celibacy issue, but maybe I have a lust issue. Like, Because I still think about having sex with everybody. Or, you know, it just, maybe, you know, maybe I don't respect my boss. I, you know, I mean, because the Bible says to honor people in authority. And I thought, because I'm being decent to her, I honor her. You know, or, you know, maybe I need to call my mom. I haven't talked to her. I thought I was separated from her and that was best for me, but I feel God leading me back to that. And now I feel like I'm in a stronger place. You know, you don't know what God's trying to do. God is God, y'all. God is not your friend. God is not your therapist. And I say that lightly because he is absolutely not your therapist. However, 
you should seek guidance, but God is not your therapist at the end of the day. God is not your mom. God is God is going to do things bigger and better and different than you expect. So you have to be open to what God is trying to bring into your life. But that really does require some peace. I know as a kid, my dad would say to me so much, you need to learn to listen. <laughs> and like, I feel that so strong for some people listening right now. You need to learn to listen. You need to learn to not try to have bring God everything. You need to stop trying to have it all together and tell God about how what you're going to do because you know your scripture and you know what, God, the reason why I'm struggling with this is because of that. No, you don't always know. You need to learn to listen. You need to learn to sit down. You need to learn to listen to what God is trying to tell you because God might be trying to tell you something so different than what you think. This is an example. I know one time somebody said that they prayed for patience and something happened to their parents or something like that or their or their kid something happened where it was like they they the kid or the parent needed them a lot more and they had been praying for patience and they and god sent them that parent or child that was so <laughs> like annoying to them that they had to learn patience and that is a time when i feel like that person could be sitting there on their bed like you know god i've been praying for this and God is like, you gained patience. You just didn't gain it how you wanted. You wanted to be just the rest of the pond you, and you learned how to be patient. But instead, I took you through a trial and a situation where you actually had to become patient to deal with this. So now you actually are patient. But you might not even get that revelation if you do not learn to sit down and listen. So I just have to read one more thing, and then I'm ready to move on. But, um, so some, and I'm, I just, I like to sum this all up. But Psalm 39 talks about God knowing you intimately. It also speaks to him letting you in. Your parent can't help you if you don't even know that you want to be helped or that there is somebody that needs to be let in. Even if they try to offer you help or put the right people in front of you, you are in a position to receive it because you won't see it as help, but distractions, confusing, and nothingness. Let God in. You will see if you are at a point where you don't think that you need to sit down and really let God see all the the messed up parts of you, like the side of you where you're like, you know what, God, I'm really pissed off that you had the, that you really let that happen. If you don't let God see that aspect, if you don't really get real with God, get true with God, you're not going to be able to even get to a point of recognition to see the manifestations and the, and the revelations that God is doing right in front of your face because you won't even think that it's a revelation because you don't even, because in, what am I trying? basically like you won't see it. If God is like, this is where I need you to be. This is what I need you to get to. But because, but you don't even see that there was a hump that you needed to get over. You're not going to be able to see it. Like God is so good. God is so sovereign, but I'm just, I, it is so important to understand that if you don't even bring certain things to God, God can't get you through it because you don't even know that you need to bring it there. So first, start by getting real. Start by having those peaceful moments. Start by having those silent, quiet times where you are just spending time with God and letting God talk to your heart instead of you feeling like what you think should be on your heart. And I, I'm really guilty of this a lot. Like, I feel like I know what I need to be praying for. I know what I feel like people have told me what I need to be working through and sermons that are speaking to me. And I'm like, you know, God, help me with this, help me with that. But sometimes I feel like God is like, but they're not me. And ultimately, you need to let me in. 
and so that I can really get you because your journey is not everybody else's. And I think that there has to be a, a part where our walks, just everybody's walks are so specific. Everybody's walks are so personal that your walk is not going to look like anybody else's walk. And ultimately, you have to have God leading you in that. And with God leading you in that, you have to be, have a transparent, vulnerable relationship so that God can really get you where you need to be guided. And that is it, guys. Yes. So, that is God's inspiration. All right, God's inspiration. Yes. <laughs> yes, guys, yes. It's a lot later than I thought it was going to be when we ended the podcast, Therese. Um, but, that's all I got. Guys, don't forget to follow us on social media and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. All of that. I'm like, there's some other ones. Okay, don't forget to subscribe to us. Yes, yes, yes. We want you there. Um, And leave us a review. We'll love you forever. Also, sign up for our newsletter. If you go to 20SNL.com, you can just type your email in and we will have you set that's all I got, y'all. I'm so parched. So I'm gonna it's be like low key, I'm thirsty my now. But my Chipotle though has been sitting for You don't hours. even want it anymore. <laughs> Throw it out. Oh no, I want I'm starving. I want it like really bad. <laughs> so guys, that's all we got. We'll see you in two weeks. Yes, guys. Bye. Bye guys.